0: Hello, and welcome to Lordump, the show where we. What do we do, Chase? something we we ch- chat shit about games don't we <laughs> no we don't we don't we're not one of those podcasts uh, no we are a show where we take someone who hasn't played a game and walk them through the full story this is part two of red dead redemption 2 which is part one of our uh, red dead redemption saga red dead so,
1: redemption two squared who are you here with monty uh, i'm
0: here with chase i'm neil no, you're not. You're the the American one. Is Chase, and I'm with Neil. Howdy. Neil is our narrator. He's the man in the chair. Chase is the one who doesn't know anything about any of the Red Dead Redemption games, we, except for
1: that there's cowboys.
0: There's cowboys. And not quite. Lenny. Not quite pirates.
2: There's Lenny. Not anymore. Not anymore. Oh, rest wow. in peace. Too soon. Too soon. To summarize for anyone jumping on board, uh, I obviously recommend you listen to the first episode now, before we cut in. (laughs) Especially now that we've said that. Spoilers incoming. Um, We are... We've just finished chapter five. Um, Lenny and Hosea are dead. The gang are now set up in Butcher's Creek, up in Roanoke Ridge. Um, Everything has gone to hell. Uh, It's a bit of a depressing scene. Chase, how how are you finding things?
1: I cannot wait for us to shoot Dutch dead.
2: Describe, Describe your kind of changing
0: feelings on Dutch. I mean, he has... A plan Ch- a drink yes. yeah. so listeners, we have a drinking rule every time Dutch references or mentions that he has a plan or any plan whatsoever we are drinking. Um, so his like plan, plan keeps leading juice. to people getting killed or us
1: yeah. in prison or people getting kidnapped. Mm. His plan keeps fucking everybody over. he keeps getting more and more uh, distraught by this. He's now just kind of going off on murderous rampages. He's very hypocritical. Um, I don't hate him. like I still like him as a character, but I'm also like, Oh, you're in a downward spiral. Like, you're absolutely just spiraling out of control. What was What was the are... trigger there?
0: Hel- help me out I with mean,
1: this. The, the ultimate trigger trigger was everything in Chapter
0: 5 Grandma. <laughs> Guarma. <laughs>
2: Grandma.
0: <laughs> what, him him killing the Spanish woman saying, I speak Spanish, killing her and going, I don't speak Spanish.
2: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Pretty, I mean,
1: bad, I mean, pretty bad. bad. I, I feel pretty like that, that, that definitely wasn't the only thing. That was just, like, a capstone. He also... Mm. He's yeah. just kind of been killing indiscriminately, so whilst he still preaches that. Now we don't do that.
2: Who's your uh, Who's your standout of the gang then? Who are you rooting for at this point? Because mm. we we've de- we, the numbers have decreased well, a lot.
0: Well, walk me just walk me through each member of the gang and give me uh, a couple of words to tell you. Start with Arthur, our main character. What do you uh, think of Arthur? Amusing
1: cowboy. <laughs> okay. I'm not gonna lie. Nobody in this gang is really stand out for me. Well, not anymore. That's a lie. No, Sadie. Sadie is. I love Sadie. Sadie. Sadie's yeah. fucking great. Sadie's great. Sadie's the best one. Um, yeah. I really like what's her name, the other one, the lady who like runs the camp.
2: Miss Grimshaw. Miss Grimshaw. I love Miss
1: Grimshaw. Well, after
0: she just shot Can Molly. Yes. <laughs> to be fair, Molly was a rat, and we don't we don't deal with narcs in this camp.
1: So. To be well, well, to be fair, yeah. everybody was absolutely shoving her to the side,
0: not listening to a word out of her mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. So cool. like I don't blame her. Mm. Who's your most hated character right now? Because we've met a fair few. you got your Micahs, you got your Bills, you got your Dutchess. Yeah, and you Mi- got Either Micah or Bill. You, no, you got the Pinkertons showing up, being like, me, 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 meh, I'm the Pinkertons, I'm a, a I Nazi. still you know. hate Micah and Bill more. More yeah. than the Pinkertons.
1: They're nothing characters, they're just there to be annoying. I feel like, this is the biggest thing so that I don't like about true. this gang, is we had like two likable characters in this gang. One of them's dead now. Hosea, Lenny, Hosea, Sean, Arthur, I, I John. I mean, you, those characters
2: are dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Couldn't yeah. care less about Hosea. Charles, the Native American guy that helps you hunt. I, sh- he's there. Yeah, I, I've got to agree with that. Actually, we've, I, got,
1: we've
2: yeah. got a lot more Charles. Like, I
1: don't I don't dislike Charles. He just that's because he's one of the only ones left. We need somebody. <laughs> like I don't dislike Charles. Just he hasn't done anything. I mm. uh, fuck John. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, mm. uh, like no.
0: I get you. I it's totally Dutch and you. Arthur. With Sadie, whenever she's there, being the best one, I think I don't want to. I don't want to minimize the game too much, and I don't want to blow smoke up your arsenal. But I think that's actually not a terrible place for Chase to be in right now.
2: I feel like um, there there there's not a lot of John. John mm. John is John is kind of generally beloved as the kind of. Uh, I'm
1: really confused as to why. Yeah, oh, you got I, a lot of John.
0: It, it, does John's only have a 180 in chapter six? Well, let's find out. Yeah, yeah. So, so, uh, so, so, Neil, g- give us a down here. What we got? So, we've we've done chapters one to five. Yep.
3: <laughs> Chapter six is and yet six
2: gets its own dedicated six. episode. Six. There is a lot of dialogue in six that I wanted to get through. This is partly why it's so long. And we also why
1: have... do I feel like this is going to be uh, Neil's dream drop distance? <laughs>
2: This is actually... It's going to be
1: the end this of is, Dream Drop Distance. This is, this is
0: oh, just lore dump. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A literal lore dump, yeah. Yeah, um, um, yeah. this all been time travel the whole time.
2: Yeah. Dutch is uh, actually like 12 see, people. We do me meet a time traveller? Yes! I'm going to cover it now because it's a nothing story. Uh Arthur meets a guy and he's like, "Oh, I'm a time traveller, sir. I can tell you things about the future." And he sends Arthur on a fetch quest. Arthur comes back. It's a big, lengthy process. Arthur comes back, knocks on the door, and he's like, "Hey, I'm here for Jimmy, whatever his name is." And there's a woman there going, "What? There's no one." Oh, that's the name of my unborn son. I'm pregnant. And uh, that's that. <laughs> um, chapter six. Yeah, baby. Beaver Hollow. Things are bad. Arthur is asleep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> things Arthur. are bad and Arthur is asleep. <laughs> he needs it, man. He's, Wait, he's making me think of Uncle
2: Uncle. When, yes. How often do you get to see this poor guy sleep? Yeah. He dreams... When things are bad, I sleep. He dreams of a young deer drinking from a lake.
1: Oh, good. His morality's high.
2: <laughs> when he wakes up, he spits and the gang continues to discuss last night's event. It's
1: kind of gross. Why would he do
2: that? The gang have kind of settled into the cave which they cleared the murphrey brood out of. Karen is shouting at Miss Grimshaw, "You're a nasty woman, Miss Grimshaw, <laughs> a nasty woman." Jeez. One of the uh, was, was Karen, the head of the working ladies. Uh, well, she's the one who did, the, does the acting, kind of to. to and... She's
0: like the, the the good girl and the the
2: drunk harlot or something, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Susan Grimshaw says, "Do you think I wanted to shoot her?" And Karen says, "You seem to like it. I saw that beady look in your eye." Arthur writes to sand to help Sadie get John out of jail. So As... wait, hold on. So Sadie is like. I'm off on a mission now. Uh, yeah, Dutch said yeah. Dutch said we're not rescuing him and Arthur and, and Sadie are like no and Abigail are like, screw that.
1: Okay, so right. continuing on with my fuck Dutch train.
2: As Arthur walks through the streets of Saint-Denis, he's struck by another bout of coughing. Oh. Is he okay? But this is time lung This time the attack is so severe that Arthur falls off his feet and loses consciousness. Did Arthur get go co- co- asthmatic? When he regains consciousness for a moment, he's helped up by a young man. Arthur tries to stop him, but he's unable to speak. The man helps him to a doctor. Arthur's wheezing. I'll be fine. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. He's coughing a lot. He takes him around the corner to the doctor. Arthur goes to the reception. He's wheezing. Dog, I need a doctor. And the doctor sits him down. And Arthur says, mister, I need some help. And the doctor says, that's doctor, mister, to you.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And the doctor says,
2: I'm joking. Now, look, friend, but I don't mean anything, but have you got money? Before I start treating you, I've got Mm. a family. Arthur hands hands him money. Hashtag American healthcare system. And he said, yeah, he says, what appears to be the symptoms? Arthur says, well, I think you've heard them. I'm coughing. And the doctor said, is there blood? And Arthur says, sometimes. The doctor inspects Arthur looks at his tongue, walks over to the sink to go and wash his hands. He says, it's not good news. And Arthur said, I guess that. (laughs) And the doctor says, you got tuberculosis. Uh. I'm really sorry for you, son. It's a hell of a thing. He says, you're real sick. It's a progressive disease. The best thing is, well, the best thing now is rest and getting somewhere warm and dry, taking it easy. Is that possible? Arthur says, sure, I can just take my windows at my country club in California. No, it's not possible. <laughs> he says, like I said, I'm real sorry. He injects Arthur with a little bit of sort of adrenaline to get him through the day. And Arthur stumbles back out into the street. Tuberculosis.
3: <laughs>
2: Is a now, in this country, mostly exterminated. Uh, it's, it's a fatal uh, uh, we're saying this because
0: Chase was googling it yeah, no, so I tuberculosis it. I do, I fatal do know what knowledge.
1: tuberculosis is yeah.
0: uh-huh.
1: I just like to google things to get in additional <laughs> oh, no, information
0: I, I believe you, I, you, I, b- you very much. no I believe you you're a, ve- you're a very smart man so <laughs> tuberculosis is a terminal illness Arthur has basically been given a death warrant by the doctor right
1: I, I did I did get that yeah notice. okay
2: okay <laughs> Arthur stumbles back onto the street whether it's the effects of the drug or Arthur's own shock The streets of Saint-Denis appear empty to him He's the only man walking around the city oh. In his head He hears voices He hears his own voice saying We can't change what's done, we can only move on He hears Brother Dorkin saying You have it in you, I can tell He hears Mrs Downs saying He didn't have a choice, my husband He was good and he did good At the end of the street Arthur sees a deer and the deer walks away.
0: Good karma, but he's not quite reached his Red Dead redemption. Well, stop it. Fuck
1: you. (laughs) Neil, question. Mm. What is the Red Dead?
2: Oh, the character in the very first game was called Red. And dead rhymes with it.
1: Okay, well, that's just um, confirmed one of my thoughts.
2: What was your
0: thought?
1: that That also, he's not making it out of this game. If we don't play
2: as Red, if we play as Red the next game. Um red red is in revolver and we're not doing the original revolver. game, and it's unrelated, so it's just the name of the franchise because of the first game that's unconnected, but yeah. Arthur yeah, yeah. Arthur meets Sadie at the bar in uh in Sandini to discuss rescuing John. She asks what happened in Guarma. He says nothing nice. She asks what happened to Dutch because he seems Arthur says, I don't know. seems as what began happening in Blackwater began happening years ago, maybe. Slow decline, I guess. He says, I ain't sure. Sadie says that she has found a way that they can have a wee swatch, a wee look at where John might be. She takes him out to the country outside Saint-Denis, where she says she's found a pilot. Arthur says, what? It's on an island, ain't it? Unless you're learning how to fly. And Sadie said, that's exactly what we're going to do. I found it's a hot air balloon. (laughs) (laughs) They head to the hot air balloon. (laughs)
0: Look at Chase's face. (laughs) The hot
2: air balloon is manned by this little man who's about to pop up. Heyo. Oh, Mr. Bullard. This is Arturo Bullard. At your service, sir. At your service. He's a gnome. (laughs) He says, well, it's a fresh day for flying, sir. A day like today, an Icarus would have made it across the sea. You ever flown before, sir? No. It's quite a thing, quite a thing. Now put these on and hop in. The gentlemen get into the balloon basket. Yes. Ms. Adler remains on the ground. Arthur says, Ain't she coming? Bullard says, Oh, women can't fly, sir. Are you insane? Arthur says, They can't? He says, Oh, no, sir. Does terrible damage to them. To their vapors. I thought everyone knew that. Why? <laughs> their vapors. A delicate flower like Miss Adler's, Heavens Above or Below. Sadie (laughs) spits. Arthur says, "Where'd you find this guy?" And Sadie says, "I told you you'd get on." Mm. So they take to the air. Um, I hate it. (laughs) There he goes. He's on a (laughs) horrible. Uh, uh, Mr. Bullard asks if he's gone to the toilet before he came on he said (laughs) I had a client once who fell foul to a rotten oyster on the ascent a decidedly harrowing experience for all involved keep going sir we need to get up above the clouds it really is stunning up there you've seen nothing like it Arthur is in shock. You, I don't think I get quite a good shot here, of it here. You rise above the clouds, and you were looking out. You were just blanketed by clouds above you, something that, like, if you consider we see it, you know, it, most people, I'd imagine, have taken a, a flight, you know, around this table. Mm. You see it, and it's almost pedestrian now. He's probably one of the first people in, in, you know, in his whole sort of group of people that would ever see something like this. Yeah. Um. Arthur says it's quite heavenly. He's again. dying of tuberculosis <laughs> the whole time. This is his bucket list. Yeah. Chapter six is just the bucket list yeah. chapter. <laughs> so he says, See that building up ahead in the island? That's the infamous Sisica Penitentiary. Penitentiary. We shouldn't fly too near it, though, sir. Arthur says, Sorry, we're going for a closer look. And sort of takes over the, the thing. He goes, Mr. Morgan, this is most irregular. And Arthur says, You want a happy customer, don't you? <laughs> I'm dying you <laughs> so then Arthur throws him off the side
1: <laughs> now how do I land this thing <laughs> they,
3: fly.
2: Uh, they, uh, they fly over the island and through his binoculars he spots John working out in the fields of the, the prison he goes that's him
1: I've been playing too many fantasy games and don't have my glasses on and fully saw just like little rock monsters <laughs> wandering around from this <laughs> distance <laughs>
0: Well, the, what are the monsters in El- Zelda? Is it the, go- the, go- the go- Gorons? No, it's I'm
1: Gorons. You're a
0: Goron. <laughs>
1: bluish, bluish gray, like rock, yeah. like armadillo it's monsters. Like, yeah, it's
0: supposed mm. to be like stripy prison jumpsuit.
1: I see it now,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. but there was a brief moment where I went,
0: what? Uh, very old brother We're art, though, innit? not it?
2: Yeah. As they fly back towards uh, the mainland, Mr. Bullard says, good Lord, is that Mrs. Adler? And they spy Sadie being chased through the woods by some old Driscoll boys on horses. Oh, they're bad. I, I, what, Why what? are they still... They, they're they like fucking what? Team Rocket. I, I just you. want to contextualize. Me. Combs still not dead. And the Driscoll's are Sadie's mortal enemies. They killed her husband. They kept her captive for days and burned down. Like Set her on a life of an hour.
0: Just kill him off at this point. Wow. No, the cockroaches, they keep
1: popping up. You can't they're, stop they're them. They're literally fucking Team Rocket. Remember, they, <laughs> remember they,
0: they, they stripped Arthur and hung him upside down and tortured him as well. Like, they're bad blokes. That was just fetish play uh, so, no it wasn't
2: they fly over on a balloon we get a balloon chase scene with Arthur <laughs> shooting O'Driscoll's off the horses who said that it's just trains that have mobility in this game like
0: riding it was me him. I
2: said that um, so he's shooting off their tires and Mr Bullard is sort of going "Hello, there, is there going to be any more trouble sir and Arthur says I expect so and they start more men start riding out and Mr Bullard says I'm starting to rather enjoy this <laughs> <laughs> so he's shooting them off and Bullard starts shouting, What a day! <laughs> 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 Unfortunately, Mr. Bullard catches a stray bullet. Oh, no, what? And falls off the edge. Oh, first we've lost oh my Hosea. God, I was right. Sean, Hosea. right! Sean, Hosea, Lenny. His last... his last words are he says, Good grief, I've been, and then gets shot again. Oh. And shot off the edge. Oh, just, you can't have any fun in chapter six. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> okay. Well, I, what
1: I will give at least is he's low enough to the ground that he could just shoot the balloon, probably fine. But
3: you,
2: probably. you, uh, one, one bullet through a massive horror, horror balloon wouldn't do anything. Yeah, it would be fine. You have to shoot it hundreds of times. It like it's like a down. huge canvas. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't pop. It's not. It's not tension that's holding up. It's hot air pushing it up. So you could shoot it a few times, and Ooh. it would start to lower down, but it wouldn't pop. Uh, Arthur manages to navigate somehow the balloon to over Sadie's head and he throws down a rope. Um, she jumps off her horse onto the rope and he pulls her up and they manage to get away. Well, actually, first, the balloon crashes in a river. Oh. I was about to say, he does not know how to steer yeah, this. He doesn't know how to land it. Um, so they kill an en- entire squad of um, and Arthur begins to reprimand Sadie going, what the hell is I'm wrong? also only now just noticing that Sadie's now in blue she got a new outfit. New outfit. Straw hat. Good job. Um, Arthur says to her, I only left you an hour ago. You can't stay out of trouble for one goddamn hour. You got that poor bastard killed. I kind of started to like him. <laughs> Sadie says, they got Combe, the government. They've got Combe O'Driscoll. They're going to hang him in Saint Denis. Okay. Cool. Good. Arthur says, okay. Great. He says, okay. And she says, he's already been tried twice and found guilty and he's escaped the hangman twice. But we need to get Marston out first, John. Mm. Get John out of prison. They head back. I feel like
1: killing Colm's more of a priority than getting John out. No,
2: John,
1: John looks fine. John's, John
2: has they're, a missus
3: and a kid. John looks. They're fine. gonna
0: hang. They're gonna hang John. Um, mm.
3: That's fine.
0: No, it's not. Um, John's a big dumb idiot.
2: Can parts of
0: it upsets so me that you
2: hate John. They basically say, <laughs> hey, they, "What has he done?" They basically. What has he done? They basically say. They know now how to get into the island. They're going to take a small boat, just a couple of us. They'll sneak in and they'll try and get, uh, try and get John out. Arthur says, whatever you say, boss. No. And Sidney says, I heard that.
3: <laughs>
2: Remembering his recent encounter with Mrs. Downs, Arthur travels to Ansberg again in an attempt to find her. He finds her uh, attempting to get some business from some men in town. She, uh, she tells him to leave her alone. She doesn't want to see him. He's coughing badly and trying to apologise. He says to her, he's trying to explain his actions, and he says, it's really bad. He says, this country is man unleashed. That's the thing, and it, it ain't my fault more than anyone else's. Edith says, man unleashed? Then unleash goodness. Not just hell's feeble brother, sir. Mm, good, good stuff. And Arthur says, but how? I mean, all I know how to do is fight. I was set free to fight. Where's your son, Mrs. Downs? She tells him that her son is up working in the mines. It's horrible. Men get sick there and they die. They work till they get sick and they die. And the foreman doesn't like her son. He gets bullied a lot. He says, maybe I could go and speak. And she interrupts him. Maybe you could leave us alone. Fight some other battle. Arthur heads up to the mine. (laughs) (laughs) The foreman and the other men are calling his mum a whore, kicking him around it's horrible Arthur walks up it, it, it's important to say during this whole chapter even when you're wandering around the world Arthur is pallid and thin and grey under his eyes he's not looking good he formerly like the big buff badass guy Arthur walks up and says why don't you shut up and the foreman says who's this your daddy oh,
0: and Archie oh. says
2: my daddy died and this man killed him oh. what are you doing here Arthur says to leave the boy alone Why'd you kill his daddy? you after his mama. Oh. And Arthur says, Stop bullying the boy. And he says, Get out of my business. And Arthur says, He's going to kill them if he doesn't. And he says, You couldn't kill no one. Look at you all raggedy and sick. Clear off, You goddamn hermit. Arthur fights them off And manages to get Archie out of there. But Archie is fired. Archie gets, oh. Archie gets fired.
1: Great.
0: Uh, You're doing fantastic. Great, great Red Dead Redemption.
2: Archie says, now they're going to kill me. I've got no job and they're going to kill me. Arthur says, I got money. You and your mama can go someplace nice. He says, listen, take this. Try and get your mama out of here. And Gives him the money. And Archie promises to try. And Arthur says, good. I don't want to see you run the mine again. How much is in the lockbox by this point, do we think? It varies because it depends how much you spend. But there's the lockbox and then there's also the, the, the Blackwater money... And then there's the money that Dutch is presumably like taking for on, on behalf of the gang from the lockbox. We don't know. We just don't know. Wait,
0: Dutch is taking money from the lockbox. Well, like yeah, there's money
2: that goes towards the gang. You know, I, I, right, you okay. d- we we don't really know. But Dutch doesn't seem to think there's enough money to get them all out there and set up a new life. Okay. Arthur rides to Gobberd Landing to meet with Sadie and rescue John. Sadie and Abigail are there waiting. Abigail is determined that she's coming on this mission with you to rescue her husband. Love it. Love Abigail. Great. Sadie is saying, I know he's your husband, but it's going to be very violent. Abigail says, I insist. And Sadie says, insist all you like it ain't happening, Arthur. Tell her. (laughs) And they convince her that it's going to be quicker and easier with just the two of you. And Abigail says, well, I ain't ain't the crying sort, but I'm real grateful. He says, we know you are. We'll bring him back to you. They manage to get to the prison. And they grab a guard and they hold him hostage. Uh, he's shouting up at the, at the guards on the sort of wall of the prison, saying that he's going to kill him if they. Jameson! Don't bring John. Yeah. Jameson's the kind of prison warden. And eventually, uh, they bring out John. They manage to get back to the boat uh, with a Yay. bit of shooty, shooty, bang, bang. Um, and uh, yeah, Arthur was saying he preferred John's trussed up like a prized chicken. He said, You always seem to need rescuing, Marsden. John says, This is nice to see you, Arthur. And he means it. Uh, Sadie says come on boys let's move I'll roll you shoot (laughs) Arthur says seriously and Sadie admits this has been a bit of a thing for them Sadie says let me you're a better shot (laughs) and Arthur says right fine okay relax and enjoy yourself John leave the real work for us Um, yeah they catch up John on the last few weeks Molly's betrayal losing the gold Guarma and Lenny dying he was obviously there when Hosea died but he didn't know about Lenny John says Jesus, maybe you should have just left me to hang. And Arthur tells him, I should warn you, Dutch didn't want us breaking you out. He mm. said it wasn't the right time, so this might not be the hero's welcome you're imagining. John says, so much for no man less behind. Mm. I can't stop thinking about this. John says, in the bank, when they grabbed me, Dutch saw it. I felt like he had a moment where he could do something and he didn't do it. Arthur says, Dutch ain't himself right now, or maybe he just ain't who he thought he was.
3: Oh, John um. says
2: to his, his adoptive brother, guess we don't need to worry about who's his favorite no more. Dutch comes out of his tent when they get back to camp. He looks very angry. John, what are you doing here? John says, it's good to see you too, partner. He said, I meant I haven't sent for you yet. Arthur says, I went. He said, I said that. And John said, I know what you said. Arthur says, I know what you said. I felt different. Oh, Okay. Dutch says, loyalty, Arthur. It ain't I had a goddamn plan. Drink. <laughs> he <laughs> says, Dutch says, John, you are my brother. You are my son. I was coming for you. John shouts back. They were talking of hanging me, Dutch. They was talking, they was talking. And now they may come and hang us all. <laughs> he walks away in a rage. Arthur kicks the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Abigail and the ground up. moves. <laughs> Abigail comes up to Arthur and says,
1: Oh! <laughs> <laughs> it's only
2: John that sees her that way. He was never a bad husband or partner. He just walked went away from home because he saw a dog like or a wolf. You know, he wasn't.
0: Oh, well, John thought prison was the camp. He was like, why, why, do you, why
2: have you broken
0: me out of the camp? <laughs>
2: Abigail, uh, Arthur says, Dutch seems, and Abigail finishes, to have lost his mind. I uh, know. Arthur Ooh. says, just be careful. Abigail says, I don't need to be careful. I, I have you as a friend. Oh, Aww. Aww. Cornwall. Arthur goes. Oh, this guy again. Okay, Arthur yeah. goes to Annisburg to meet Micah. When he arrives at the designated meeting place, Micah attacks him and pins him against a wall.
0: Classic Micah. Micah Love
2: says, it. was it's you followed? Arthur says, no. No, Arthur says, were you followed? (laughs) This the cowboy mode of speech, alright, Yeah, you you Tory. Oh, no, that's not fair. I'm
0: not the Tory. Micah, Micah,
2: get your English degree out here. (laughs) Micah repeats himself, was you followed? Arthur makes a big show, pushing him away, and then collapses to his knees, coughing.
0: And uh, for context listeners Neil got so into the moment there that he almost <laughs> broke the monitor which has the powerpoint on it <laughs> he's well into his cowboyisms
2: <laughs> Micah says what's your problem partner you don't look so
3: good
1: nothing- I think that we're going to get division I think that Micah and Bill are going to be on Dutch's side against Arthur John
2: and everyone else Micah yeah. says there's nothing wrong with me I'm fit as a fiddle and Arthur says, not inside, you ain't.
3: <laughs>
2: Micah says, I'm just a realist friend. Dutch arrives to join his, uh, his two dysfunctional sons. He says, Micah reckons there's a rat. Arthur said, oh, does he? On what evidence? Bearing in mind, Molly has just been mm. killed for this the other day.
0: Yeah, Molly was the rat. She Micah, confessed. Micah
2: says, we's only back a minute, then the Pinkertons show up. Martha says, we have been on the run since you two fools went crazy in Blackwater. We barely escaped with our lives in San denis Now you think we've got a rat. Dutch says, well, clearly Molly talked, but who else? Arthur says, maybe we just pushed things too hard. Mm. Maybe the time for folks like us has passed. We don't even need a rat. We got sloppier than the town drunk and they know who we are, where we are, what we're doing. They reveal that Dutch is planning a social call. As you know, he's buying the mine in Annasburg. Arthur says, what are we going to say to him? Dutch says, he's been hunting us since Valentine. He's the reason Hosea got killed. His sugar business is destroying the people of Guarma. This town, Arthur, is his town. He bought it just to destroy these folks. His sugar, his oil, his law. Yeah, let's get him. And then Dutch says, why did you go for John against my wishes? Arthur says, I didn't want him hanged. Dutch says, neither did I. (laughs) Micah interrupts. We're going to cut a deal, Arthur. They're going to cut a deal with Cornwall. Cornwall pulls up in court. He's got two men on the boat with him. Mr. Milton and Mr. Ross. Mr. Milton thanks Cornwall for his hospitality. Cornwall says, this is a business meeting, Mr. Milton. We are not friends. I have spent a considerable fortune with your agency and still nothing. Vandalin robs me, laughs at me. I asked for the best, I paid for the best. Milton is, we've never seen him like this. It's like he's talking to his boss. Even though this is just like a businessman. such a roach. Milton's like, we're very close, Mr. Cornwall. I know you've heard this before. And he cuts him off and he dismisses them. Find me Dutch Vandalin, bring him here and leave the laws to them as needs them. Good day, sir. Where could Dutch even be in this situation? Thinks Cornwall.
3: Uh oh, boop.
0: <laughs> so, listeners, uh, for context, um, Neil has cut to a clip of Dutch Vanderland, head of the Vanderland gang, in his little bowler hat, just peeking over a little uh, a little yeah, right windowsill. Yeah, he? right giving him
2: the side eye. <laughs> Cornwall is hosting a poor local union boss called Didsbury. He's not even a union boss. He's just kind of a boss of some of the the, the local mine. Uh, workers and he's nervously telling Cornwall that the people want to strike because they want decent wages and uh, he stamps this out he real stamps this out real bad and uh, per Didsbury which the name says it all is saying it's the wages folks feel like and Cornwall cuts him up folks feel business doesn't give two figs about feelings sir not two figs it's a nonsense that will bring a plague on both our houses (laughs) Dutch and the gang come out of hiding Perhaps there is a plague on your house already, Mr Cornwall
0: (laughs) I love it, love it
2: Shoot him, kill him Cornwall asks what they want Dutch says I'm not quite sure yet Your impudence will be your undoing, sir Vanderlyn says I'm undone already Even my best friend here He thinks I'm crazy And like this poor fellow you are talking to My feelings are hurt Cornwall says, you robbed me, sir, and you robbed him. Funny world. Cornwall says, you show a criminal's grasp of sophistry, sir. I did no such thing. I kill, you kill. You rob, I rob. Only difference I can see is, I choose whom I kill and rob. You just destroy everything in your path. I've heard just about enough. Dutch says, tell you what, give me your ship $10,000, safe passage, and I'll let you live. Cornwall looks at his boys and laughs. I'll do no such thing. Dutch smiles and says, Good, I prefer it this way. He pulls out his revolver and kills Cornwall. Yes! Shooting him in the stomach, he collapses to the ground. He prefers murder. Yep. Arthur (laughs) is repeating a couple of times over, You've lost your mind to Dutch. Dutch is shouting, Noise, Arthur, noise! This is perfect! We need noise! Noise! He thinks enough of us stink and they can escape. Arthur says, What the hell have you done? They manage to escape. And the whole time, Mike is like, Yeah, good job, Dutch. <laughs> yeah, Arthur, what are you talking about? Good job. Arthur goes to Annisburg to make sure that Edith and Charlie Down have left town. Archie is there. Mr. Morgan, he asks him why he's still here. His mother's been out with a teller, with a. His mother's been out with a client out in the woods for some time.
0: Down, sorry. Yes, down. Uh, man that he killed, yeah. etc. cetera. Yeah, yeah the, yeah, the widow. Okay.
2: Arthur rides into the woods to see if he can find her. The stranger who is with her is very creepy. Oh. He's very unky. sort of, how about a drink, dairy, and she's just saying no to everything. And it's just very uncomfortable. Arthur says, that's enough now, partner. You're starting to scare me, let alone the poor woman. Clear off. Um, Arthur scares him away just without being just with words scares him away Edith says I presume my son sent you and he takes her back into town on the back of the horse Arthur's coughing and she says that sounds like my husband
1: did he get it from him?
2: yeah Oh yeah quite literally a sin he commits also? reverberates back on him I'll cut this in I'll put this in now when you first arrive in Valentine and you get in the huge fight with the guy Tommy outside uh, the the saloon and you beat him up. The guy that breaks up your fight, that's also Mr. Downs. He's the one who oh. breaks up your fight. Uh during your when you're beating him up in his garden, he's coughing up blood and that is where Arthur contracted DV.
0: Jeez. Oh, very, I did I never clocked that, that 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 he was the one that broke up the fight. Yeah, it's a very um
2: Arthur says, I'm sorry for what happened I was a fool and I'm suffering for my foolishness But don't go and get yourself killed because of pride You have a son, Mrs Downs She says, I'm just so ashamed And begins to cry Arthur says, of what? You love him, you did everything for him Let's get you home She says, alright, let's go He says, I'm sorry it came to this She says, stop saying sorry It won't bring Thomas back Mm -hmm. He says, I know She said, so, you're sick now too and you think that just affords you the opportunity for penance? For cutting his time short? Arthur says, no, I ain't looking for that. She says, okay, so just forget about me and the guilt you're carrying because no good can come with that for either of us. All you can do now is decide the man you want to be for the time you have left. Help someone who can still be helped or help yourself. He says she's, he supposes she's right. She's right to dislike him. I'm not looking for that to change. Archie should be looking for us just ahead. They ride up to the house. Arthur says, get out of here, live somewhere else, start over, take this, I don't need it no more. Yeah, he hands her, uh, I found that someone online very kindly has done the conversion. He hands her $600, which is about $20,000 today.
0: Wow. Whoa. Wait, so Arthur gives Mrs. Downs that money?
2: She says, I don't want your money. <clears throat> and he says, yeah, I don't. I know you don't want it. She says, I don't. And he says, you sure as shit need it. I ain't looking for forgiveness. It ain't about that. Don't forgive me. Just take the money and get out of here, please. Please. I know I ruined your life. I suffer for it every day. But don't let yourself get killed for pride. I've seen it kill too many folks. She starts to say something. He says, don't say anything. Don't thank me. Just take the money and pack your bags. Archie, her son, says, thank you, Mr. Morgan. And he says, "I." he's disgusted with me. He says, I dead, don't thank me. Get out of here. Ugh. And they leave.
0: It's such a fascinating, because it's not simple, is it? You know, like... You could argue that they could just go the easy route here that, oh no, Arthur works his way up, gets his money and, and repays her in kind for the killing her husband and he dies of tuberculosis, karma is received. But it's so, it's just so murky and like
2: muddy. It's yeah. so uncomfortable, the whole thing. Like there's no, there's but no path. Here. I, I, I feel like he doesn't expect forgiveness. He doesn't want for, he doesn't want to be forgiven. He doesn't. I think he's just seen so much now where he just wants to, I don't know, try and do something, just anything.
0: Which is a very noble aspect of the human condition, but I don't, like, that's not something you can translate to everyone that's playing this game. You know, like,
2: yeah, not 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 wanting forgiveness. Back at camp, um, Arthur tells the reverend he's not well. He returns to his tent and he finds a letter. Ooh, from Mary? No. Oh, oh hopefully not.
0: Uh, I don't think Mary has to... been a bit of a nothing yeah a bit toxic
2: Mary yeah. I, just, I don't think Mary's toxic I think Mary is just there Mary Arthur has a chance to leave with Mary and he mm. doesn't take it um, off screen we hear the voice of Penelope Braithwaite as Arthur reads out the letter oh the two kids from the two families do you sir you were once very kind to Bowen and myself, and it pains me to ask you to show us further kindness, but I have nowhere else to turn and nobody else whom upon, um, upon I can impose. I will, of course, pay you handsomely for your troubles. My family have turned quite mad and are threatening to send me away to stop my work, which they say is disgracing them. As if their history of absolute moral depravity, utter debauchery, and perpetual drunkenness did not disgrace them enough. Oh, I must escape, yet I am kept prisoner here. Can you help? Most days I am to be found at the cabins at the plantation. The main house and all it stood for thankfully no more. Yours faithfully, Penelope Braithwaite. Arthur rides to meet Penelope, going back for the first time to the area around Rhodes. She's waiting for him, and he's very excited to see him. I'm not sure you've ever seen Penelope before. No, no, we don't recognise her. She says, you finally came, you lovely, lovely man. And he says, okay, come down, man, I'm not a nice man. I'm a buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I hate myself, I hate myself. <laughs> so we find out that uh, the locals killed the woman who was reading the uh, leading the suffrage. Oh, what, the one who went to the to town with the wagon? Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. She thinks it was probably her cousins or people like them. You've met them. They're animals. They're not even animals. Uh, They're as if God has lost all his powers of imagination. Can you please take me to the train station? Bo will be waiting. He wasn't in a position to come and rescue her, but he's been waiting at the station every single day for months. He goes to the station at the same time every day to wait for her because she can't get away. Oh, he's the man who can't be moved. The script wrote a song about him. He he rides across (laughs) the field and they're reunited for the first time in a long time. Bo notices his beloved and hugs her. You came, at last you came. She says, Bo, my sweet best of men. They're they're so sweet and posh and like, uh, southern. That, that kind of, what, what what do you call that? The, you know, glass of sweet tea on the porch. What do you call southern that? Bell? Like a bell, kind of, yeah. yeah. They've, they've got that vibe going on. Um, you enjoying that? No, not at all. I'm going to regret this when I'm sober. <laughs> um... <laughs> Arthur goes inside to buy them tickets and some of her cousins show up. Uh, Arthur beats the hell out of the cousins. <laughs> and, uh, so still not going full pacifist with his path to redemption well, they, they, Pacifism doesn't mean, uh, uh, you know, uh, violence doesn't necessarily mean badness in all, all circumstances. No, good point. Um, so uh, he fights them off and they, he jumps on the train with them. He promises to ride a few stops. Uh, to make sure they're safe and he says that is quite a family you've got there um and she reveals that her uncle used to keep his own half-brother as a slave so what do you expect
1: oh
3: okay
2: he notices men riding outside the window (laughs) And more of her cousins arrive, shooting into the train. And she says, is that more of your cousins? And she says, I think it's the second cousin. And Arthur goes, what is with all these goddamn cousins? <laughs> Penelope said, I think they found out That's about... That's very him. southern.
0: Mm. <laughs> it's another train, too.
2: <laughs> Arthur starts shooting relatives. <laughs> Penelope says, I think they found out about the jewels. And he goes, jewels? I knew you had some goddamn jewels. <laughs> Coming over from the hell." And um, Arthur says, You must have all the jewels in this state. the state, they among your cousins are here <laughs> He shoots them all, he manages to get them uh, over to the deck station and he puts them in a uh, uh like a cart, like a, what do you call it? like a stagecoach. Right. As they're saying goodbye, Arthur said, Well at least they didn't kill any of us. Uh well you know, they would have killed us, I killed them. Don't you know. don't death flag it. And uh, Bo, Bo says, you're a gentleman, sir. And Arthur says, oh, no, I ain't. And Penelope says, yes, you are. I ain't got much money left, but these sapphires are worth a lot of money. Oh. Bo family heirloom. And there's a moment for some reason I find really touching um, when Arthur takes the sapphires from her and he holds it up to his eyes. And after everything that happened in Rhodes and people who dies, he sort of whispers into himself, that Braithwaite treasure. Because it's like that was it. Mm. That was all they were ever going to get out of this. And he finally, he's sort of in amazement, looking at it, and he puts them on a carriage up to Boston, on the Boston line, makes sure they're safe and protected, and watches them leave. Two young lovers heading for a better life. And and arguably, all it would have taken
0: to get the Braithwaite treasure was some acts of kindness. Instead, well, well, that, well I, there was never
2: there was never real treasure apart from that that one. Mm. Like that was it, really. There was that. There were just there was never anything really. So. Oh, it's all happening, troops. It's all happening. It was all kicking off now. Yes.
0: Because we've been tying up loose ends quite a lot, I think. We're not in a bad way. Like, but It feels like we've been tying up loose ends, getting things out of the way, got John back, all that.
2: Arthur meets uh, Micah. Uh, and they meet up oh, to try Arthur. and steal some explosives. Micah's got a new nickname for Arthur Chase. And every season now, he says something like, "Ah, there he is, oh Black Lung Morgan." Oh, every time he sees it, hello Black Lung, and once again he says, "Was your follow?" Father- Tuberculosis isn't the Black Lung, is it? Mm-hmm. He calls them, I thought Blackhawnd black a different thing. Micah. Look, Micah. Blank. not a real... Yeah, this is Micah doesn't need
0: logical consistency in his yeah. jokes. He
2: didn't, He's never funny. That's what Arthur pointed out at the beginning. Arthur tries to tell him again, all you've been doing is stirring things up all the time, getting in Dutch's ear. Seems wherever you are, there's Pinkertons and vice versa, so you better watch your goddamn mouth. Mally- <laughs> and he starts coughing. Ugh, and Micah God. laughs. Take it easy, cowboy. You're going to do yourself a mischief the way you're in. Bill Williamson steps in Uh and says, Micah, shut it. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Ah, yes. See, Bill, come around on Bill. I'm not coming around on Bill.
2: (laughs) Micah says, he started it.
0: (laughs) He's just such a little child. Like, he is just a little rat worm child man boy. And he's horrible, and I
2: hate him. They plan to go and they steal the explosives. They do. And when they're saying goodbye, he says, Cowboy, take it easy.
1: I don't know why... Like, are we meant to like him? I feel like this entire no. gang is full of... No. He's, he's, no, he's
2: an antagonist by this point. Yeah, like, yeah. this gang is filled with so many people that just aren't But the point reliable. is, I think Mike Micah, has been like a cancer in the gang. He's mm. been there six months, and... And everything's gone wrong over got, the course of six he's months. Got, he's got Dutch's ear. He's making Dutch... You know, he's convincing Dutch to go through a terrible decision.
0: Shooting up towns just because he doesn't like the way they look at him. Yeah. Yeah. My- Micah, nothing but a bad bloke, and the game doesn't pretend otherwise.
3: Yeah,
2: he's a good yeah. Um Micah pulls Arthur to one side for a chat. He says, listen, I know we always ain't seen the eye to eye. You find me irritating and a threat, and I like to annoy you, but I need better from you now, Arthur. Arthur says, Wait, who is hey. Bill saying this? Micah
0: is saying this to Arthur. Oh. Uh, Chase, Micah's Micah. actually the protagonist of Red Dead 1. <laughs> <laughs> is he? <laughs> Micah says... No,
2: he's not. Micah says, I ain't the bad guy you think I am, Arthur. But I am a survivor. Stick with me and you'll live. Oh, and the bridge is probably a two-man job. You should go and help Marston. Arthur says, why don't you? Micah said, like I said, Dutch and I got planning to do for the train. There's a big picture here, Arthur. Trust me.
1: Micah's got the
0: plan. He's got the plan.
2: The plan plan is, by the way, I'm not sure I explained it, they are going to blow up a bridge. And I mean a huge bridge over a canyon. Um, proper, like, to disrupt history. the army and to, yeah.
1: But for, for what benefit?
2: Smoke and noise and then we can leave. Leave yeah. where? Next chapter. <laughs> next chapter? Or rather, next mission. Oh,
1: uh, okay. This feels like there are so many places where
2: they like, could have split this into several chapters. I don't know yeah, why yeah. this is one chapter. Goodbye, comb. Sadie and Dutch have discerned, learned that today is the day they're hanging Como O'Driscoll. Yes. Cool. Arthur says, that boy's been on the gallows more than most. I wouldn't count anything till his neck's broke. And Dutch says, that's why we're here. They They dress up as police officers and they head through the town. They head up to the building opposite the square where he's being hung, and sure enough, there's an Adriscal boy on the roof with a sniper rifle, presumably ready to shoot him down if it came to that. Well, he shoot the rope and yeah. stop from hanging. Arthur yeah. d- Arthur dispatches him and takes up the position.
0: <laughs> so their whole job is to be here to make sure that he hangs. Yeah. That's it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Just make sure justice is served. Yeah. The official stands by comb as he awaits to hang. Fair citizens of Saint-Denis, for as long as any of us can remember, it is justice that separates us from barbarity. Yet justice itself can at times be barbaric, for sometimes a man is so savage, the only way to deal with him is justly is by savagery. Combe Driscoll is one such man. He is murdered, tortured, robbed, raped, stolen, and abused for decades across five states, seemingly with impunity. Today justice catches up with him. Combe laughs. As you, way, as you may know I've been a bad man
3: <laughs> In the crowd
2: Comb looks out over the crowd as they gag him
3: What?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for it, it
2: was So coming. what I really want to highlight Is that Comb is in, not nervous at all He's in, He's been in this situation before He's incredibly confident He looks out into the crowd And sees Sadie and Dutch Taking his men hostage oh they're not even pretending. They're like, his they worst, want him to see this, his, right? Yeah, his worst enemy, uh, the woman whose life he ruined. He looks up to the rooftop where he's expecting to see his man and sees Arthur waving at him. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: Combe looks, I can't, I, I was going to take a few from this, but it just didn't work. Uh, it's one of the best expressions of fear I've ever seen in a video game. Like, his eyes keep widening, he's hyperventilating, and it's just the look of a man that's realised his time's up. There's no rescue coming. Welp. He drops. Dead. Rest in peace, Como Driscoll, you piece of shit. Once he's dead, Sadie can't contain her rage and viciously stabs her a Driscoll hostage to death, savagely. Fair. Yeah. Back at camp... Kelly hands Arthur A letter another
0: letter? Is it from Mary? It is from Mary. Yay. Why?
2: She she asked him to meet her last time they spoke, you know there's a chance, mm-hmm. blah blah blah. She says, My dear Arthur, you never showed up and now looking at the papers I understand why. I don't understand you'll receive this, Arthur, but nevertheless I must send it. Oh I was just starting to dream the silliest and softest of dreams. I miss you and I will always miss you but I cannot live like this and it seems you cannot live any other way. When I'm with you, the world makes sense. When we're apart, I can clearly see that your world is not a world from which one can escape. I'm so sorry for everything, for everything long ago and for starting up that business again. There's a good man within you, Arthur, but he's wrestling with a giant and the giant wins time and time again. You've broken my heart again and I fear I've broken yours. For that, I'll never forgive myself. But you must let me go now. I enclose a ring you gave me many years ago when we were both young. Not because I don't like it, but because I care for it far too much, and it reminds me too much of you. One day I hope you will find some people in love who can use this. For it kept me thinking of you all these years, and I hope by returning it I can finally be free. Goodbye. There's something... uh
0: interesting i think in the way that the letters are written which is in direct contrast to the way that the character dialogue is written which is the the, the letters are written almost like you were your i don't want to throw shakespeare around too much here but it sound a little bit like shakespearean soliloquies the the, mm-hmm. the monologues because it's a little bit purpley it's a little bit you know that, that that lengthy way um whereas so many of the characters are relatively quite blunt in what they say with the exception of like a dutch who likes to speak around topics yeah. and um, I just think that's really interesting. Just, I, I would love to sit down with any member of the writing team for this because yeah. fascinating levels of
2: difference in how they had to approach each character voice. Absolutely. In the coming weeks, Dutch continues to stoke fire between the Lakota. I forgot to say earlier, the Lakota are our uh, native people. Mm-hmm. Our, 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 our... Uh, what were the name of the dad and the son? Oh, uh, Rain Falls is the chief and Eagle Flies is his son. Eagle Flies. He continues to stoke fires between the Lakota and the government. Dutch, Dutch thinks, basically, that this is a way for them to generate more noise, keep the government distracted. He poses as a friend to the native people and is helping them on missions. In reality, he's just trying to kick up a stink. In such a mission, Dutch and Arthur are forced to flee down a gorge and eventually end up cornered by a whole platoon of soldiers on the edge of a cliff. And as you can see, the prompt there is just back up. What year is this take place in? 1899. Okay,
0: so nine years previous, Wounded Knee happens to the Lakota tribe. I, I didn't realize, realize that. I didn't realize, I didn't realize it was the same. It was the same peoples. Uh, so yeah, nine years earlier, the majority of the Lakota are wiped out at Wounded Knee. This is like the remnants, basically, of oh, presumably of, of
2: the, yeah. the Wounded Knee massacre. they,
0: they are running from this the is most horrific.
2: It's interesting because, it, so this game very rarely references real life events mm-hmm. apart from really big things, and it doesn't. I don't know that it references Wounded Knee. I, I can't be sure. So. But it's the La Quota. It's the same tribe It will yeah. be Yeah So Arthur and Dutch Are cornered On the edge of a cliff By an entire platoon You can see they're up On both sides of the cliff There is no escape Oh no Arthur says This is it He says the words This is it And Dutch just sort of goes Well And he can't think of anything And oh. the soldier says Put your hands up Put your goddamn hands up And Arthur says And Dutch says quietly Follow my lead I gotta plan. Oh, drink. And he says, And this is a good one. Oh okay. He says, Hello officers. Hello, Captain And they say, Keep your hands up, come here. And Arthur and Dutch are slowly backing up and he goes, we, we we can't do that. Your men, those men they killed, they were good men. You're fighting nature, Captain. The soldier says, Get over here and Dutch gives I think quite a revealing uh bit of insight to himself here. He says, Ask my friend here. My whole life I tried to fight change. It's a waste. I see that now. It's a waste. You can't fight nature, Captain. You can't fight change. You can't fight gravity. And he and uh, Arthur throw themselves (laughs) from the cliff and plummet into the gorge and the river below. They manage to swim ashore but Arthur is doing very badly he's coughing profusely after this you can't fight gravity does
1: Dutch know that he's got the TB
2: uh yeah you know yeah they know he's sick by now yeah he sort of references it sometimes he says I know you're not well but we're gonna be okay we're gonna be okay Um,
0: Dutch is just kind of pretending that he's not about to die
2: yeah yeah. Yeah. you just get over the slump. so time to blow up a bridge yay boom 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 (laughs) boom on their way (laughs) on their way they talk about their dad Oh. <laughs> they're they're drunk dad. Oh, Hosea. Dutch. Uh, oh, oh, Dutch, okay, sorry. John says he's been killing in cold blood, revenge. We all do bad things, but he seems to enjoy it now. It's like he wants to create more enemies, more chaos. Arthur agrees. This is like, Arthur and John are on the same page now. John says, I love Dutch. He saved me a long time ago, but I feel like when I got arrested, he could have done something. Arthur grabs him and says... I feel like you should take your woman and child and get lost. John says, what? He says, you you can, you can give something back to Jack. I don't see all, any other way out of this. John says, what about loyalty? Arthur says, be loyal to what matters. He says, what are you going to do? Arthur coughs. Oh, he God. Says, <laughs> he says, I'll be okay, but do it for me. It would make me good, if that makes sense. John says, a, a little, I guess. He says, now, listen... When the time comes you gotta run and you don't look back. This is over. John says, and now he says now we gotta help the Dutch give the army one final tweak on the nose. And with that, they blow up the bridge. Yeah. Big explosion. Big explosion. Yeah. On the way back.
0: It's been a while since we blew something
2: up. John says, but he's John's still conflicted. Because he's saying he's always taught us about loyalty. And Arthur says, I've been loyal. I, you've been loyal. Look what it caused. You know, all that ever mattered to me was loyalty. It's all I knew, it's all I ever believed in, but not anymore, John. Soon you you've got to go. Take your family, don't look back. I've been doing a lot of thinking. Look at us, out risking our necks for what? For an idea that doesn't work anymore. You got a family, you need cash, you need to start building a life for yourself. Me I I need a vacation. And Dutch has the money for safekeeping. John says, you know something? Abigail thinks she might know where the money is. Oh. Arthur says he sees things more clearly now. John leaves and Arthur coughs up blood and wipes it up in his vest. <laughs> yeah.
1: Again, another place where there should have been a chat for break.
0: <laughs> Potentially, uh, but disagree narratively it doesn't make sense for this to all be one chapter no so, so okay you say that uh to to be fair to to what's happening here neil has skipped elements in previous oh, chapters
2: I full scripts for this whereas
0: chapter six he's going kind of the phil hog like you're getting quite a lot beat for beat the, the other each chapter is about as long as the previous one yeah
2: um, this is maybe marginally the longest but like i have re- right i think there's because it ties everything together.
0: Yeah, the game has planted seeds. O'Driscoll, John getting arrested, and now Chapter 6 is every scene. Oh,
2: Driscoll is still a nothing seed.
0: Oh, are you joking? No, that's not fair. O'Driscoll was fantastic. Really O'Dris- no, no, no. I don't mean O'Driscoll. No, there's enough build-up in O'Driscoll. The men pop up enough. That when and it's the final moment of like just the the the, the comedy almost of being present to make sure they were team Rocket. They did nothing. They're gone, and it's not going to make a difference to the plot. Eh. they do not affect the overall plot. They've they've consistently they've been a reason why they have to move at points. They've been a driving force for Dutch, where Dutch is obsessed with you know stopping a Driscoll you know by any means necessary. Where arguably he should be focusing on other things. You know, yeah, I I don't know. I, I think the Driscoll stuff's all right. For cannon fodder, they
2: work. It's interesting to hear you (laughs) both talk about it. Um, uh, Dutch continues to help Eagle Flies with his campaign against the American military, including stealing back horses off a boat. Yep, they steal horses off a boat.
1: A useful place for horses. Exactly. Um,
2: On the way back, Arthur's questioning why they're doing any of this, why Dutch is doing any of this. And Dutch kind of comes clean a little bit. He says, some good, honest conflict between the army and the native people just what we need two birds with one stone cornwall's funding the pinkerton's assault why do you think i dealt with him with cornwall gone the government's far more likely to divert them to other issues especially if there's one more scandal and we can slip away charles is trying by this point desperately to convince eagle flies to listen to his father's wisdom they can't beat the army the next morning arthur's on his way to meet rains falls arthur rides into their uh, settlement and sits down with him Arthur's coughing all over the place. Rainsfall says, you don't sound very well. Arthur says, I think I'm dying. We've not really heard him say it much before. Rainsfall says, I hope you find peace. Rainsfall says, did you have fun with my son, the impetuous prince? I believe you went on a raid with him. Arthur says, I'm sorry. Rainsfall says, I suppose I'm lacking the grandeur of a conventional king. Arthur says, I don't know too many kings. Mm -hmm. He takes him on a ride uh, up the mountain. He thinks he can make some herbs, mix some herbs that might help Arthur ease his way a little bit over the coming months. Uh, as they ride up the mountain, they talk. Arthur has the option to say several things. Use the player have the choice to choose between several things. You can say to Rainsfalls. Falls, but it's almost like therapy. And Arthur says some things we've not heard him say before. Specifically, out of nowhere, Arthur reveals that he had a son many years ago. He was a distant father who would disappear with the gang for months at a time. One day he returned and his child and his mother had been killed. And he's never talked about it since. They get to the top of the mountain um, and Rains Falls. He's basically taking him up to this kind of very sacred place um, where he has an instrument called a chalupa, which is sort of utterly sacred to the tribe. This sort of very sacred instrument. And he finds that the army... Uh, who he's trying to broker a true peace treaty with, have arrived drunk, left whiskey bottles everywhere, burned the camp down, and stolen the Chalupa. Arthur goes to their camp and manages to steal it back without killing anyone.
0: To rewind for a second, um, absent father in a gang sounds a little bit like John.
2: Well, I think that's why he, he's, he, he yeah. hates John so much no. at the start. That is why he hates him so much. Okay, yeah, cool, uh, but John's wife, and, John's wife and John's wife and killer in the gang...
1: So it's he, not he, the same. Well, no. exactly. well, but well,
2: just abandoning I them. think it's just absent father. He, yeah. That's why he hates.
0: Absent father, like, you, you remind me of the piece of shit that I was.
2: Arthur writes in his diary about Raines Falls because he's having to reflect on the fact that Raines Falls doesn't want to fight back anymore. That's not the brave thing for him to do anymore. Arthur writes in his diary, he's a man who, not so long ago, I would have found weak and pathetic. Now I see him as wise and thoughtful and sensible. I would love to help him. Or at least stop Dutch, pushing his son into doing something real stupid. Over the coming days, Arthur continues to help the native people, including, including robbing back medicine that was meant for a group of children. I mean a group of native children, not like a group of another children. And he brought, like, <laughs> it was supposed to be heading to them, and it was robbed, and he robbed it back. Arthur returns to camp. He sees Josiah Trelawney sitting at a makeshift table, packing his bags. Oh. Arthur says, Josiah... Josiah says, I was um, leaving again. Yes, just leaving. I'll see you soon. And Arthur says, if I was you, I'd disappear too. This is all pretty much over. Josiah says, well, I'll be back. He says, no, you won't. Let's not pretend no more. Get out of here. I'll miss you, Arthur. You've been a fine friend to me. Let's not get sentimental. Go on. Get out of here. Go with my blessing. And he lets him go. Same thing happens with a couple of other gang members that we'll come to shortly. The camp is getting smaller and smaller and more and more depressing. <laughs> Rains Falls. No more parties. Rain's Falls has arranged to talk with Colonel Favors, the head of the army in the area, in hopes of brokering a new peace treaty. Peace treaty. He's done this with the help of Captain Monroe. Now, I've skipped over Captain Monroe because there's so many side characters. Captain Monroe is in the US Army and is secretly helping the native people. He's a good guy and he's been helping them against the wishes of his superiors. Um, they arrive at the camp uh, with Arthur. Um, basically, Colonel Favors uh, reveals that he has sort of no intention of keeping any kind of treaty. Uh, he blames the native people for disrupting them, uh, and he tells Colonel Favors that he's going to be hung for insubordination. He's, he's betrayed the army. He's going to be killed. Arthur comes out blasting and helps Colonel, uh, helps the captain escape, and they arrive back. Uh, at the train station, where the captain thanks him, saying he's probably not a captain anymore. Arthur says, Hop on a train to Saint Denis, jump on a boat, and Charles says, Avoid Guarma. <laughs> <laughs> As Well what does Charles say about this whole
0: helping the Native American He's
2: fully on Rain's Falls. He's yeah. he's 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 actively he's help he's out with the Eagle Flies but he's trying to make him listen to reason.
0: Right. Okay, so he's he's he's
2: not on Eagle Flies side necessarily. Well, he's he gets... a, yeah, he's on both of their sides but he just he knows they can't win and, he, okay. and it's going to yeah. As they leave on the train uh, the nun I mentioned from Sandini approaches Arthur. Who's the I don't remember this she one. She was the, the one, one, one you had darkens. Uh, She's heading, she's on her way down to Mexico. They're sending her away on a mission, finally. Uh Brother Dorkins is very jealous. (laughs) (laughs) He says, uh, she says, what's wrong? He's coughing heavily. And he says, I'm dying, sister. Um, I got TB. I got it beating a man to death for a few bucks. I've lived a bad life. She said, we've all lived lives, Mr. Morgan. We all sinned, but I know you. He says, you don't know me. She says, forgive me. What's the problem? You don't know you. What do you mean? Well, whenever we happen to meet, you're always high, smiling and helping people. He says again, I had a son. He passed away. I had a girl who loved me and I threw that away. My mom died when I was a kid and my daddy, I watched him die and it weren't soon enough. She said, my husband died a long time ago. Life is full of pain, but there is also love and beauty. He says, what am I going to do now? And she said, be grateful for the first time in your life. You see it clearly. Perhaps you could help somebody. Helping makes you really happy. And Arthur says, but I still don't believe in nothing. The sister laughs and says, often neither do I. But then I meet someone like you and everything makes sense. Arthur laughs and says, you're too smart for me, sister. He looks away and says, I guess I'm afraid. Mm -hmm. She says, there's nothing to be afraid of, Mr. Morgan. Take a gamble that love exists. Do a loving act. He says, I shall try. And she boards her train. Sadie's revenge. I'll keep this short, because I know you want it done with. (laughs) What?
0: Is this another O'Driscoll mission?
2: The last of them. Nah. I was about to say, what revenge does he have at this point if he's dead? She finds the last of the holdouts, including one of the men who was there when her husband was killed. Mm. She approaches Arthur for help. He says, I don't have it in me no more. I saw Combs swing. I don't care. No more, shooting." She says, I was a married woman. You know what they did to me and my husband. You're one of the only ones I trust. I need your help. He says he'll help her, but she needs to help him. Abigail, Jack, make sure they make it. When this is done, when it's over, when the time comes. She says, what do you mean? He says, when the time comes, help them. Escape. They look at each other and he says, you and me, were more ghosts than people. But them, they could make it. So, we go with her to find the last holdout of the O'Driscoll. She finds her man, the last man who was there when her husband were killed, and stabs him viciously in the chest. Mm. Oh, oh. covered in blood, head to toe. She's covered in blood, head to
3: toe.
2: <laughs> <laughs> She's crying for the first time since we first met her. She says, "My, he was a good man, my Jakey. We was always sweet on one another. Arthur says, I'm sure. She says, I miss him every day, every moment, but they turn me into a monster, Arthur. But my memories of him, they're still pure. Mm. Arthur says, I ain't even got that. She says, aside from my Jake, you're the best man I've ever known. Back at camp, the atmosphere is horrible. Half the gang have left or are dead, and Micah has brought two of his seedy little friends into the group as backup. Oh, good. Oh. Come,
0: couple, of, So he's brought a couple of strangers into the Micah gang. Micah says,
2: we need guns for what's coming. Oh. Cleet and Joe know how to fight. Ugh. It's lucky I bumped into them. Ugh. They're not the k- names of the kids, I've in... accidentally used Cleet yeah. as a name. One of the Sorry kids,
0: in right? advance if any listeners are called Cleet, but never trust a man called <laughs> Cleet. Gross. <Could> <laughs> it's a gross name.
2: Arthur, Arthur has the same question as one of you guys had. He goes, Dutch, what is happening? What is happening? Why are
1: we replacing and
2: Micah, are Micah cuts him off and said, You show Dutch some respect. It's like it's like Green Worm Tongue in um, 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 Two Towers, right? I yeah, don't think do Dutch
1: that. is in Dude. control here anymore.
2: Yeah. Eagle flies, rides into camp. Oh. He is in full war paint. He's got his whole band with him. Oh. They are ready for a fight. Okay. He says, "Mr. Randall and Mr. Morgan, they tried to kill my people for oil. For oil. Tonight we ride once more. Come with me. Ride with us against the factory. Rain's mm-hmm. falls." Eaglefly's father enters the camp, panting. He says, stop, everyone stop. My son, my last son. When I was your age, I fought, I saw death, I have killed. The men I knew were slain. My firstborn, your brother, had his head smashed by a drunken soldier. My wife had her throat slit. We made peace. I knew not to trust, yet I had no choice. Maybe you were right. Maybe the slow death is worse than a fast one. Maybe none of these men were good. Maybe a world in which they came to us is a world that we cannot endure, but endure we must. Eaglefly says, Father, you are tired. He says, do not die for pride, my son. We've suffered too much in this trick. The earth, the water, they have no pride. They endure, and we must endure. My only boy, my precious boy, do not mistake my strength for weakness. As your chief, I implore you. And he replies, your words mean nothing to me, Father. Oh, He just manages, Rains Falls gets out like a don't, and they ride off. Rains Falls begs Mr. Morgan to ride after them and help his son. This comes as news to Dutch, who says, You helped this feller, Arthur? What of it? And Micah says, What else you been doing behind Dutch's back? Mm. And And Dutch says, I'll come with you, Arthur. Who knows what other secrets I'll learn about you? Sadie, John, Javier, Bill, all agree to come as well. They ride out. Not
0: Micah, thank God.
2: Not Micah. Yeah. Um, I think he's there. But uh, like, um, we've got Sadie. Sadie's all that matters. Sadie and John are on side. And John and John and Javier. Don't know. Um, I, I forgot Javier was here. Yeah. What's Javier's deal like in a sentence? Um, he is loyal yeah. to jo- Loyal, very loyal to Dutch. He feels everything's been re- way too crazy recently he is like he's like one of the break-in men of the he finds houses to break into right. approach people and okay. you help him on missions to do that cool. um as they're riding chasing after eagle flies warband dutch is shouting i had a plan no, drink, drink,
0: drink, drink.
2: <laughs> i still have a plan two drinks <laughs> john marston has had it and he's shouting at dutch What goddamn plan, Dutch? Tahiti? Timbuktu? (laughs) Javier shouts, That's enough. What is wrong with you? Where am I? (laughs)
3: What
2: day? Javier shouts, What happened to our loyalty? John says, Yeah, what did? Dutch says, Thank you, Javier and Bill. Right now, it doesn't matter how we got here. These men need our help. I have a plan. Drink. (laughs) (laughs) This is the plan. Drink. So, either stick with me or cut loose, because I am tired of this constant descent. Long tired of it. Now, come on! By the time they arrive, they're too late. There's been a massacre. A huge oil fire is blazing. Oh. Arthur, Charles, and Sadie storm the factory, managing to save Eagle Flies uh, from being strangled to death. Oh, that's mm. good. Mm. They meet back up with Dutch and the rest of the gang. Dutch is mocking. He saved your life. You're quite the hero, hero Arthur these days, aren't you? Arthur says, "I'm just a regular good guy, same as always."
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Arthur says, "I don't get you no more." Dutch says, "The doubting, the constant doubting." Go on, get out of here! <makes noise> get out of here! But first, Dutch says, "You need to come with me. We need to get our ticket out of here. We need to find the office of the oil refinery." Clearly, the reason Dutch wanted to come to come down here. Mm-hmm. To get some papers. It's they the same place. The same place that Arthur got the, the papers with linking Cornwall to the government, actually. Oh god, we could have dealt with all this like missions back. Don't know if it was here at the time. Oh. We get in, the uh, the the there's a blast of steam as a firefight with Colonel Fager Favour's soldiers begins. Dutch and Arthur run through the basement, and Arthur is knocked to the ground as a man holds a knife to his chest.
1: Oh.
2: Arthur shouts over at Dutch, Dutch! I need help. Dutch stands in the doorway, shaking. And after hesitating for a few seconds, leaves.
3: <gasps>
2: Arthur's left alone with the soldier trying to stab him. Eagle flies comes to Arthur's aid, killing the soldiers. Forgets to look around. And Colonel Fager favours himself, takes advantage and shoots him. Oh. No. Arthur kills Favors with a well-aimed shot. Arthur's holding a dying Eagle flies. You silly fool. Eaglefly says you saved my life more than once To get mine for yours it's as it should be They go outside Dutch says we need to go Arthur says you ran away I did no such thing don't be a fool They could be back here any minute We got a whole lot of money Everything is coming together Exactly as I planned Thank you Arthur takes Eaglefly's back to his father Who mourns for his last son Charles tells the chief They need to pack up their camp and leave Arthur rides out of the camp. After a while, he has another coughing fit. But this time, it's so bad that Arthur has to get off his horse. Unable to cope with the cough, he falls straight onto the road. Mm. Some time passes. Three people, a man, a woman, and a little boy come up to him. They carry him to the house. They're speaking German.
3: Oh. Oh. Oh!
2: The mother says, I wish my English was better. And they help him. They feed him. She says, you saved us when we need saving, but now we cannot save you.
0: Here's the thing. I don't know how contagious tuberculosis is, but he caught it from beating
2: up a man. Everybody who's uh, come into contact with him, surely. It's, gr- it's gross, but Thomas Dan's probably coughed blood in his mouth. Right, okay. okay. Um, but I don't, it, pro- it is more contagious than that, for sure. So it's, but it's, but it's
0: not necessarily of, fair to assume like, everyone's contagious.
2: Like, yeah, that I don't know. The, like, Hygiene standards are probably pretty terrible. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right, yeah. Back at camp, Uncle... Pearson and Marybeth have all left.
1: Oh my god, Uncle's still alive. Uncle and
2: Pearson he's are left. gone. Marybeth is one of the working ladies.
0: I mean,
3: gone, but he's alive. A, without,
0: wait, hold on, without a note, did they say anything? They've gone. Just disappeared. God, just left.
2: Um, Arthur suggests that to Dutch that they let the women and children go now, just until things calm down. Mm. Dutch interrupts him, saying that's not freedom. There is no more freedom in this country anymore. One more big score, and then we all get to leave all the turmoil we've just created with the army and the Pinkertons, we take a boat and slip away. Arthur says, I don't know what you're saying, Dutch, but it seems like I've heard it all before. Mm. Dutch says, just one more train. And Arthur says, (laughs) Arthur says, there's always a goddamn train! (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> I don't know why you point No he be doesn't Because you've been <laughs> you <in> the train.
0: <laughs> Trains the whole time Chase Earlier on you were like Oh when another fucking train <laughs> That is actually That actually the
2: lights. Yeah. The that's
0: insane yeah. Oh Very good 10 out of 10 <laughs> Oh that's cracking That's made my day <laughs>
2: So Yeah Time to go and rob a train mm. How do you reckon this goes?
0: Uh, they rob a train And it goes pretty poorly Presumably
2: Arthur and John split off before they ride out to pick up the dynamite and are able to speak privately. John tells Arthur, let's get this done. Abigail just told me the money. It's hidden in the caves at Beaver Hollow, where they're staying. Oh, okay. It's hidden in the cave behind Dutch's tent. Arthur says, what? John says, "Yes, so much for never hiding it near camp. Dutch was getting even sloppier than we thought. Arthur says, whatever happens today, wherever Dutch and them go next, we are getting you and yours the hell out of here. We're going to get you the money you need. Knowing the three of you go out well, maybe it'll make this mean something. Tilly and Susan too. I'll do whatever it takes. John says, you've always had my back, Arthur. Arthur says, perhaps not always. John says, one last train, Arthur. One last train. Yeah, one last train, boys. While robbing the train, everything goes to fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Great. John is shot and falls off the train.
3: Okay.
2: They manage to jump... They manage to jump out of the train with a little bit of gold just before it plummets off.
1: Did they forget they blew up the train bridge? Mm -mm.
2: John did. Uh, When John is shot, Dutch, who's riding beside the train, shouts that he'll go back and get John. You worry about the money. Once they're cleaning themselves up, once the train's plummeted off the edge, Dutch rides up alone. Arthur says, where's John? Dutch says, I tried.
0: Sure you did. Don't believe that for a second.
2: Are you ready for the last mission of chapter six? Yes, yes. Here we go. Last full in mission. the game, baby. This mission is called Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> the gang races to camp, but they're intercepted by Tilly. She arrives on horseback with. This when Jack. we finally go to Blackwater. We've been well. We kind of been now, but yeah, it's like you you have access to it, but like it's like nothing's happening there. No. It's not. Yeah, it's side quests um, and stuff. The money's the money's been behind Dutch's tent the whole time.
3: Great.
2: Yeah. Um, the gang races to camp, but are intercepted by Tilly. She arrives on horseback with Little Jack. They came and took Abigail. I saved Jack, we hid, but they took Abigail. Not
1: the wolf. (laughs) wolf.
2: Who did? Agent Milton and his men took her to Van Horn to be put in a boat and tried for murder. Dutch says... nonsense. Dutch says... I'm sorry to hear that. Micah says, we gotta let her go. John's, well, sorry, son, he says to little Jack. That's how he's saying his, his dad's dead. Without John, she's just bait. Got a bunch of money, Dutch. She's just a girl. They won't do nothing to her. Me and the boys, know. We need to keep riding on this one, Dutch. Every man here knows it. Arthur explodes. We're just going to let this boy be made an orphan. Dutch says, it ain't like that. Arthur says, then what is it like? <laughs> Micah says, I want to live, cowpoke. P- cowpoke. I still got the choice. I hate cowpoke. You hate cowpoke? I like cowpoke. Dutch, it's just a girl. Dutch says, you're right, Micah. It pains me to say it, Arthur, but he is right. Arthur's, like, voice is cracking as he's shouting at Dutch. He's sort of going, Dutch! And Dutch says, come on, boys. And they leave. Arthur stands and coughs and spits up blood. And he says, well, I guess that's it then. All them goddamn years. Sadie Adler comes and says, come on, Arthur. Let's go get her. You and me is all we need. Yeah. Arthur Morgan says, Miss Tilly, take this, take the money too, take Jack, wait at Copperhead Landing for Abigail and Miss Adler. Tilly rides off. He says, you're a good girl, live a good life now. They get in their horses and gallop forward. Sadie and Arthur ride to Copperhead Landing. Arthur says, John, Hosea, Mac, Davy, Jenny, Sean, Lenny, we have to put an end to this. An eagle flies now, another angry fool he used, just like he did the rest of us. Sadie says, We don't need them. We're going to make it right. You and me together. They ride to Copperhead Landing. We fight our way through and we find the building that Abigail's in. Mr. Milton approaches from behind as Arthur's coughing and holds him at gunpoint. Calm down, Mr. Morgan. Milton says, That's quite a cough. Arthur says, Sure. Tuberculosis. I'll be dead soon. And you with me, Mr. Milton. You'll be dead, sure. I'm gonna be just fine. We offered you a deal, Mr. Morgan. You should have taken it. I'm a fool, Mr. Milton. Not all your boys have quite so many scruples. (laughs) Old Micah Bell. (gasps)
3: <gasps>
1: Why are you only, as if that wasn't the most obvious thing in the Micah world? Micah was the rat the whole time? How would we Arthur ever says- have known that seedy boy <laughs> that we've known since the
2: second we laid eyes on him? No, Arthur- you're,
0: you're absolutely right, Chase. This game is nothing but predictable. And yes.
2: I- Arthur says Micah, you mean Molly. Milton says Molly? Molly O'Shea? We sweared her a couple of times. She never said a word. <gasps> oh, shot for nothing. Yeah she was just I guess Oh she was just Drunk and angry. and angry Yeah Micah We picked him up When you boys came back From the Caribbean He's been a good boy Ever since Oh Good boy Arthur is like Gasping for air Holding himself And he's going Okay Okay <laughs> And he jumps at Milton And he attempts to Wrestle the gun from him He's weak Even Milton says You're losing your strength Mr. Morgan And Arthur says You're still a yapping dog Mr. Milton as the gun is pressed against Arthur's head and a shot fires Abigail Yes. Abigail shoots Mr. Milton She's got that dog in her in the-
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> She shoots him in the head and they get out of there Abigail says where's Jack he's fine till he's got him you ride with me and they ride on out they kill their way out of there and they head back what happened to John says Abigail yeah I don't think what he got killed or captured and she bursts into tears mm. I'm really sorry Abigail I was on the train and I didn't see it we got Jack he's safe Mrs. Adler will take you to him but John I, I he loved you he loved you and Jack he did he wasn't perfect but he did now you gotta get that boy and get out of here Arthur where are you going I gotta have a little chat before I get much sicker she says, oh, Arthur. And he says, don't you, oh, Arthur, me neither of you now. Not now. You good women, the best. Go get that boy. There'll be time for sorrow later. And she says, if you're heading back there, Arthur, take this. I don't need it anymore. And she hands you the key to Dutch's chest. Oh, all right. After all, she was always a good thief.
3: <laughs>
2: she looks at, He looks at the key, and in the most lovely way, he sort of goes...
3: Abigail Roberts. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and he says, Go on, get out of here. He clears his throat and gets on his horse, and they ride away. He mounts up and he rides towards camp for the last time. There's a song playing over the top, which is one of the only songs with lyrics that plays.
1: Red Dead Redemption. Woo
2: No. <laughs> Love that, love your voice,
0: but no. No, it's much more sincere than that. <laughs> right. Hold
1: on, wait, wait.
2: We'll play it for you later. Yes.
0: Redemption.
2: That's just more! <laughs>
1: Redemption. As
2: he rides, he hears voices in his head. The doctor saying, I'm sorry for your son, it's a hell of a thing. Mm. Edith Downs telling him, all you can do is decide the man you want to be for the time you have left. Jimmy Brooks saying, you saved my life, you're a good man. They arrive at camp. Micah is telling everyone to pack up their bags. Miss Grimshaw, be quick. She says, We're doing our best. Arthur says, We got plenty of time, Micah. Plenty of time just to have a little chat. Micah says, Black Long, you're back. Hooray. Bl- bl- like, <laughs> I love the idea of like, that's, camp sarcastic. That is legit now. how he says it. <laughs> Arthur says, I just saw Agent Milton Dutch. <laughs> mean girl Micah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Abigail shot him. She's okay. Not that you care. You rats. Mm. All of you. Seems old Micah was pretty close with Milton. Micah says, what the hell are you talking about, cowpoke? You talked. That is a goddamn lie, Dutch. Think of the future. Arthur says, Milton told me. And you believe him, Black Lung? You believe him? Yeah. Arthur says, it all makes sense now. No, it damn well doesn't. Micah and their gang, and his gang raise their weapons against each other at the same time as Arthur. Dutch observes what's happening. Dutch, think, says Arthur. Micah says, Dutch, be practical now. John Marston shows up. Yeah, Not dead after all. John says, Dutch! Bear in mind, Dutch said he went back for him and he was dead. Um, no one can believe it. John is screaming at Dutch, you left me to die. And he says, my boy, I didn't have a choice. I didn't have a choice. You left me. And Arthur shouts to the group, all of you, pick a side now. This is over. All them years, Dutch, for this snake. And Biker says, be quiet, cowpug, be quiet. You live in the clouds. And Susan says, no, you be quiet, Mr. Bell. Put down your gun and aims a gun at him. Javier said there's Pinkertons coming fast. (laughs) Micah shoots Miss Grimshaw dead.
3: (gasps) Oh, God. Oh,
0: Oh, and she shot the person they all thought was the rat, but he's actually the rat. Yeah. Oh. Dutch pulls
2: two revolvers on the whole group and shouts, Who amongst you is with me? And who is betraying me? Bitch, you'd have betrayed everyone. Only John remains on Arthur's side. <gasps> Wait, so hold on. we got Javier, we got Bill. Bill. Yeah. Wait, Sadie? No, Bill. Sadie's away, uh, taking Jack away. Ah, right, So right, Javier yeah. and Bill both go over to. However, this is a, a small nerdy detail. A lot of people have pointed out that Javier's pointing at the sky, which in a duel would mean he
0: doesn't want to go. Oh, but he, and he's behind Dutch, so Dutch wouldn't necessarily... Well, he's on D-
2: well yeah, and he's on, he's on yeah. Dutch's side, but... But he's almost going like, look, guys, if this happens... Arthur pleads with his... These men he's known his whole life... Bill, have you? Think for yourselves! The Pinkertons swarm in. The men disperse. It's time to go. When the Pinkertons appear, the whole gang, regardless of which side it's taken, goes on the defensive. They're chased into the woods, John and Arthur, on horseback by the gang, their former friends, and by the army. Arthur tells John that his family are safe with Sadie at Copperhead Landing. John says, Thank you, brother. He says, I want you to look back, just like I said. The former gang are firing revolvers behind them. They gallop away. Micah's screaming after them. You're both dead men. Micah screams after them again. You're goddamn traitors. Both of you. Dutch shouts as well after all i done for you boys. Ugh, oh, God. Oh, it's so slimy, I hate it. Arthur falls off a horse from a bullet that flew by. From there, they have to move on foot. Arthur kills the enemies following up behind and noticing the did, bullet didn't hit. It hit his horse.
1: Shelly? No, Shelly! Oh. Well,
0: Shelly's
1: ripped. Arthur
2: falls. <laughs> Un- unrelated, just Shelly's ripped. Arthur. Not the time, Not the tone. Arthur falls to his knees. John tries to tell Arthur, come on, brother, let's go. Arthur says, give me a second, and soothes her in a quiet voice. Uh, John is in a... Uh, Arthur's in a bad way, as you can imagine. And they head up the mountain, being chased by the Pinkertons, being chased by their gang. Arthur says, what about the money? Abigail gave me the key. John says, I head down there. I'm dead in five minutes. I got a family. That's more important. Arthur says, maybe you're right. But Arthur says, John says, you want the money. You head down. I got to go with my family. This is the last decision in the game. I haven't really mentioned many of the others, but this is the biggie. This is going to the biggie for a lot of people, um, is whether or not to help John escape or go back for the money. And obviously, Arthur says, I'm coming with you. I'm going to get you out of this bullshit if it's the last goddamn thing I ever did. John keeps shouting after Arthur to keep pushing. Arthur coughs and said, I think I've pushed all I can. (sighs) Mm. We're not going to both going to make it. Go on. I'll hold them off. He gives John his hat. Mm. And his bag. Mm. And he says, go on. It would mean a lot to me, please. There ain't no more time for talk. Go. Go for your family. Get the hell out of here and be a goddamn man. John says, you're my brother. And Arthur says, I know, and turns away up the hill. John walks away and Arthur pulls out his revolver, fighting off men advancing up the hill. After a while, he's attacked by Micah, who emerges from the cliff edge. I got you now, Black Lung. And they engage in their final duel. Just fists, by the way, on the edge of this cliff. Yeah, this
0: ain't like a Western duel, is it? This is just a mauling. Yeah, it's yeah. like
2: it's, he's, he, they're smacking each other's head against the rock and like hitting each other with rocks over the face. It's horrible. Um, Arthur's screaming at him, You rat! You rat! Micah says, I'm a survivor, Black Lung. And they're punching each other. And as he's hitting Arthur in the face, he says, That's all there is. Living and dying. Arthur manages to throw himself off a ledge. As they tumble to the ground and separate, Arthur begins to have a coughing fit. Both fall to the ground. One of the revolvers has fallen to the ground ahead of them, and Arthur begins to crawl. Micah says all there is is winning and losing. As he crawls, Micah, who is also in a bad way, is, like, staggering behind him. Oh, Black Lung, you ain't gonna reach that gun. You're lost, my sick friend.
0: Not to interrupt, but are we doing a metal gear crawl, a Mickey on the Rainbow Road. Is it that what yeah, this but, is? Yeah, but like you're like mashing prefer... to get in there?
2: No, it's not a mash, it's okay. more kinda of push. Prefer right, okay. Mickey on the rainbow road. Kingdom
0: um, Hearts 3 DLC. Mickey on the rainbow road. He's working his way up with his key. Oh my god, <laughs> yeah, 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 I completely
1: forgot forgot
0: that.
2: Sorry, so, sorry, 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 I didn't sorry. want to interrupt. That was not just so. for me. Micah says, Oh black lung, you ain't gonna reach that gun. You lost my sick friend. You lost. Is Arthur is, like, wheezing out these words, and he goes, In the end, Micah, despite my best efforts to the contrary, it turns out I've won. God damn you. He puts his hand on the revolver, and a steps on it. Dutch is standing over him. It's over now, Arthur. It's over. Arthur is a bloody mess at Dutch's feet. He rasps out, a last de- desperate attempt to reason with his mentor and best friend. Dutch, he's a rat. You know it, and I know it. Micah says, he's sick, he's dying, he's crazy. Mm-hmm. All around them, they can hear Pinkertons in the hills swarming them. Arthur turns to Dutch and says, I gave you all I had, I did. Dutch goes to say something, and he hasn't got the words. Micah says, come on, Dutch, come on, buddy, let's go, we won, let's go, we made it. Arthur wheezes out. John made it. He's the only one. The rest of us know. But I tried. I did. I tried. Micah tries again. Come on, Dutch, let's go. We can make it. A Dutch looks at both of them. For the first time in his life, unable to speak. He turns away from the scene and disappears into the night. Oh, man. Micah disappears, staggering down the hill. They both disappear, leaving a dying Arthur. On his own. He uses the last of his remaining strength to crawl on all fours up to a little higher ground. He lies on his back. A new day is dawning. He turns his head to face the rising sun and Arthur's story ends.
0: That is how he wanted to die. Put put me towards the sun, right? Yeah. And there you go, Chase. Eh. What do you mean? eh? Eh. Eh. Wait, so hold on explain
1: we didn't get resolution in the end oh wait hang on oh <laughs> wait there's more
3: epilogue epilogue oh. baby
1: <laughs> we'll see I don't think it's going to be satisfying unless I see... I'm not here to satisfy you. Arthur put a bullet in Micah's (laughs) skull. Arthur's dead. Is that it?
3: Is that your
0: sole means of resolution? Micah dies. That's all you need from the story.
3: Yes. After
0: everything that's happened, that is the one thing you're clinging to here. Kill Micah. Is Dutch your
1: antagonist in in Red Dead 1? Epilogue. How Um, long is the epilogue? Oh, no, no. It's just an epilogue. That's all this is. A mopping up exercise. So, going into this epilogue, um, the only thing I need out of this is I swear to God if fucking ratty-ass cowboy whose name I've already Micah. forgotten. Micah. If he's alive at the end of this game, I'm walking out. I'm not doing Red Dead <laughs> I 1. See, I will say,
2: you've, you've seen an epilogue. Like, an epilogue's just an epilogue.
1: Yeah. Okay, but it's also an epilogue. It's also a game after this. Yeah, okay, but but but-, but This is Red Dead 2, which is a prequel. So your epilogue could absolutely set up Red
2: Dead 1. Also, equally, Red Dead 1 could just be a continuation of what we saw here. Could be a hundred years in the future. no,
0: it
1: it couldn't because Arthur's dead.
0: Well, yeah. So presumably
2: Arthur's not in Red Dead 1.
0: Chase, how would you feel if uh, Neil picks up with Red Dead 1 or with the epilogue even and you're playing as Micah?
2: Feel about
1: that? I would hate it. I would hate every <laughs> second of it.
2: Epilogue! <laughs>
1: Epilogue, baby!
2: We fade to black, and we fade up. Some years later, the Marston family rides in a wagon along familiar paths. John has grown a thick beard. Mm. Oh, looking
1: like. Jack isn't
2: quite so little anymore. He sits in the back of a wagon reading a book. Ooh. Abigail is berating John. That was close. Too close. We brought that trouble on ourselves. By we, you mean me. It wasn't me that went and shot him. Seems like he deserved shooting. I'm sure he did. But ain't it time you stop being the man making them decisions? John says, I'm tr- trying. I think so. She says, we got to pl- find a place to lie low. Keep quiet. John sighs. Maybe Dutch was right all them years ago. Should have gone to Tahiti. Is that, <laughs> Abigail says, is that it with you? Tahiti or killing? Come on, John. Try, please. John says, try what? She says, we got to live somewhere for more than just a few weeks. He says, okay, let's see what we can find in Strawberry. What do you know about Strawberry? Back in, after years, they're back in Strawberry. Remind me, what happened to Strawberry? What was that? Sort of uh, make original? a shot of the town. Micah shot of the town, okay, okay, okay. It's expanded since then. It's a busier town now. She says, well, I know they like good, honest, hard-working men. A whole lot more than angry killers. So make yourself good and honest. <laughs> John says, I'm always honest. Maybe not always good, but I'm always honest. She says, my whole life I've been surrounded by fools with moral codes. Here's a moral code. Look out for folks. Stop trying to act like a hero in some book. She said. He says, what do you know about heroes in books? She said, my reading's getting pretty good.
0: Oh, yes, yeah it is. She says, the
2: book's Jack's. And, well, maybe he's doing most of the reading, but still. Oh. Wait, so Jack's reading Abigail bedtime stories. <laughs> yeah, he's, they can't read, really, John, uh, John and uh, Abigail. Mm. John turns to his son and says, You've been a bad influence on your mother, boy. <laughs> boy? And Jack says, Sorry, sir, what was that? I said you're a bad influence on your mother with the books. Which book was that? You know, your dime novel, Boy Calloway and the Men from the Moon, or whatever it was. <laughs> I'll do my best to find better reading material, pa'. Is that what you like, then? <laughs> Western tales? What's that, sir? Do you enjoy tales of the Wild West? Not so much anymore, sir. I've been reading about knights, you know, of the round table. Oh. John says, the king. What's his name? There's King Arthur, Sir Lancelot, Lady Genevieve, and a whole lot of others. John goes to mock it and goes, those names. And Jack goes, I kind of like him. And John goes, you know what? So do I, then.
0: Aww. oh, he's
2: beginning to come around a wee bit. John manages to get a work, get work on Mr. Getty's ranch, Pronghorn Ranch, and he's going by the name Jim Milton to avoid obvious bounty stuff. John Marston, Jim Milton. <laughs> mm. um, this is Mr. Getty's, who gives them a shot. He knows that Arthur's never been a ranch hand; he's probably not experienced, but he seems like he can handle himself. Uh, Jack goes under the fake name of Lancelot. <laughs> <laughs> We spend the next few hours (laughs) (laughs) What? working on a farm. (laughs) Excuse me? Quite literally, yeah. We spend the next few hours working on a farm, building fences, herding cattle, milking cows. Jim has had to lie about his history and is initially terrible at field work, but he works hard every day while trying to work on his relationship with his son. The ranch is being strong-armed by a local crew who are trying to force Geddes into selling the property. John helps to scare them off once or twice, which infuriates Abigail. She thinks he's being the hero again, and is potentially jeopardising their lives. The other men in the farm are understandably curious as to why Jim can seemingly headshot a dozen men in a matter of seconds. (laughs) (laughs) He needs to be thinking about her and Jack. They've almost lost him too many times.
0: Look at the scars. Sorry, just, just to take a moment here, right? you got the beard, and you got those two humongous scars. It's the kiss. It's the kiss. It, that it's is the permanent the wolf, kiss right? mark. That's from the
2: wolf, yeah, cool. That's from Abigail the wolf, yeah. One day, in their cabin on the ranch, Abigail tells John she's been reading the paper with Jack's help. She's read about an old ranch, Beecher's Hope, out by Blackwater. Well, she says, Jack mostly read it to me, but I thought we could raise some money. Bank could lend us the rest. We could be happy. We could... Bank loans? I got a goddamn press on my head, woman! She says, I know about that, but every time we try and get somewhere, make something, you go and show the entire world that you aren't Jimmy Milton. Every place we've been, it's been the same. We start going okay, and then boom, you act a big man with a gun. I'm tired, John, and I guess I was dreaming a little. At least give me that. One day, uh, John takes Jack into nearby Strawberry to pick up supplies for Mr. Geddes and to look for mail. He goes into the mail room and asks if there's any mail for Jim Milton. There isn't. Mail for Abigail Roberts. There's a box. And eventually, in a quiet voice, he says, maybe, is there anything under John Marston? There's not. Ah, okay. On the way back to the ranch, some bounty hunters who heard John in the office trail them. They stop the wagon, and he tells Jack, Jack to hide behind a log and no matter what, don't move or look. John kills the men when they threaten them. Abigail is not best pleased when they return. <laughs> Once again, Jack's life was in danger because of who his father is. One day in the ranch, a telegram arrives for John. It says, Jim, stop. If you're the J.M. I know, stop. It's Sadie Adler. Yay. I've got something to discuss. Pay good, stop. Meet me in Valentine. I'm there most days, stop. John says out loud, Sadie Adler. I'll be damned. He runs back to the cabin Tell Abigail, but finds the place empty with just a note left behind. Uh, The start of it says, Darling John, a kind lady in the village helped me write this. She has men problems of her own, but that's a different story. I've begged you, but it don't seem to make much difference. I've tried everything I know to make you grow up and you know I love you. But loving you means I can't watch you do this. Time after time, we've had to run because of your behaviour and your decisions. We got a son. I got a son. And I love our son enough that I can't have him around while you're like this. I had so many dreams, John. I hoped you would change. We all saw what happened to them that didn't. But part of you is hell-bent on ending up the same way. And I love you too much to watch that no more. Abigail. We cut forward a few months. John has become an excellent farmhand with a big beard. He helps around the farm, see him (laughs) building fences, milking cows, and eventually one day day he speaks to Mr. Geddes privately. He asks if Geddes can put in a good word down at the bank so that he might be able to get a loan to buy that property out of Beecher's Hope over Blackwater. John goes to meet Sadie and Valentine. And the two happily reunite all these years, Yay! just after she's nailed some creek's hand to the bar Ooh. with a knife. <laughs> she takes no shit now. So done. <laughs> also, I uh, didn't mention the box that mm. he picked up from uh, for, for Abigail uh, had a nice new shirt for him. That was a present for him. Oh, And that's what he's wearing. Who's the present from? Sadie? No, from Abigail, the box oh, Abigail. he picked Abigail. up. Uh, the two happily reunite. She's a bounty hunter now and asks for your help picking up an accountant who made off with of his client's money. It's worth saying, Chase, throughout the game, you can do bounties for money. Uh, and this is what Sadie's doing full-time now. There's something else. She's heard a rumour about a year ago that Micah was still alive.
1: Ugh. thought Ugh. you wanted
2: this. Good. Yeah, but we still hate Micah. <laughs> Finally... John is able to ride into Blackwater. <laughs> this is the first time we go to Blackwater. It took us until the epilogue. <laughs> Blackwater is featured in the first game.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So this is, this is new, new territory for us. He very nervously goes into the bank and convinces the manager to give him a line of credit. The bank manager says he's now in debt. You're now a real American. <laughs> <laughs> even if the land that. currently does look like this. And yeah. that's right. It's Uncle.
0: Yes, Uncle, Uncle, Cowboy
2: Santa. We bump, bump into Uncle in, in uh, <laughs> Blackwater, who immediately globs onto you and says, well, you can't do this all by yourself. You know, I thought you was dead. Come on. <laughs> John's Um, like, farming rocks sounds perfect. (laughs) (laughs) He says, I'm real sick, John. It's the Lumbago. It'll be a slow and painful death. John says, evidently. (laughs) 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 They ride to the new ranch. And as you can see from the picture, Uncle is not very impressed with what he's just bought. It's just dirt on the ground. He's like, this isn't soil. Like, what are we going to farm? Rocks? (laughs) And he says, you don't have a hope here without a wise hand at the tiller. Oh. And John tries to get rid of him. but he says, no, you're stuck with me now. Seems I'm stuck with you, John the rock farmer. How is Uncle not aged a day? (laughs) John says, do you think I'm an idiot? And Uncle says, no, I know you're an idiot. (laughs) Uncle goes to sleep. And John starts hauling rocks. Uncle drinks whiskey by the fire. John is hauling logs. (laughs) Epilogue. Part two. Yay. Beecher. Chase, open your <laughs> s***.
1: Adult juice.
0: Your adult juice. Sorry, this isn't getting in the recording. This is for you. <laughs> I'm just getting you prepped. Epilogue part two. Beecher's hope. Sorry, Neil. Please? Can I interrupt you? Um, I want to know how much gameplay Epilogue part one is. In hours. Five,
2: six hours. I'm sorry, fucking what? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe three. Maybe three, maybe three. And you think Still? you're done.
0: Yeah, you think you're done when you go to meet Sadie. Like, I'm definitely not alone in this, right? You go to meet Sadie and you think, right, Sadie's got a tip. We're going to go finish it off, kill Micah, do whatever we're going to do. Uh, and, and and she's just like, no, no, I don't know. I've heard a tip. I don't know what's going off- on. Go buy your bank at uh, your farm. Whatever's going on there. Off camera,
2: is is John our protagonist in Reddit 1? I'm not telling you anything about Red Dead One. <laughs> John helps Sadie out with several other bounties. It's a lot of busy um, work. I'm. I disagree. No, the about, bounty works. The very bounty good, works yeah. great. But
0: the farm work
2: is busy. Oh, that's that's only the. First Including work, yeah. killing Dutch. Um, well, back at the ranch, Uncle says, "I'm getting up. I'm getting up after being woken. Mm-hmm. And he said, "Oh no, wait! I did have something to tell you. I went into town. Oh, I got." Oh, I got a little drunk, oh shit Well, we gotta go We gotta go to Saint-Denis, Charles Charles Smith is alive, I reckon. Oh oh He's gotten a tip. They head into Saint-Denis first time in years and they find Charles working as a bare knuckle boxer. Okay under the name Lone Wolf. We place Charles like a that- girl <laughs> 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 uh, That's
1: him as him reaching out. It's been so long since you left me. Kissy, kissy.
2: (laughs) Charles boxes him straight away. Mm. They catch up. John says, back then, Arthur helped me get out. He gave me a chance to live, I guess. Did you know that Arthur and Charles said, sure. Word got to be up north. So I went back and buried him in Miss Grimshaw. Oh, Oh, legend. John said I had to run. If any of us had been found, we'd have been, of course, I understand, says Charles. He's where he would have wanted to be, a pretty hillside facing the sun. John said he gave, me, he gave me his satchel with some of his things in it. Remember that journal he always drew in? I got it. I'm a bit of a draftsman myself nowadays. Charles said he was a good man, as much, of it, as, much as any of us could be. John says getting sick like that has to rattle a fellow. Charles says rattle him or give him some kind of understanding. What his life was really all about. Charles eventually agrees to join you at Beecher's Hope only after you get him out of some problem with the Italian mob I'm covering a lot of ground here (laughs) Uh, we've jumped one of of Bronte's uh, underlings that was left alive took over and Charles was in a lot of trouble with them Uh, we end up in a big fight with them down at the docks and we get him out of there
0: Right. I'm I'm now thinking right how much I've criticized games that you've covered Chase for being too long and not understanding their pacing and we're now sitting here saying we're in the epilogue it's epilogue part two it's been five hours John has just met an old member of the crew who's like yeah can you go help me with the mafia for a bit like <laughs> I love this game and I love this story but I'm listening to this and I'm going
3: why Is <laughs> it friends
0: yeah sorry continue
2: they're 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 sitting at the crappiest ranch in the world and Uncle is berating uh, John, saying you used to be good company, but now you're worse than a snake with a toothache. They decide they need to do better. Now that um, Charles is here, if they ever want to have a hope of getting Abigail back, they can't invite her back into this place. Uh, Uncle says he knows you can buy pre-cut houses nowadays, one of the wonders of the modern world. And they buy a wee wee pre-cut house. And in universally everyone's favourite scene of the game, mm-hmm. without question, um, Charles, John, and uh, Uncle build a house together. Aww. And it's set to music, and you are nailing things to, in, in time to music. Um, yeah. And we'll show you afterwards, <laughs> and it's the best. And all the way through, as you can see here, there's a little bluebird sitting watching them. And there's some symbolism earlier on that suggests a lot of people think the bluebird is Arthur.
0: Hmm. Which is kind of lovely. Just, just keeping keep an eye and just going. Yeah, you build
2: yeah. that house. Yeah. Why is Uncle here? <laughs> <laughs> this is the house they build. Yeah. Cool skull up on the mantle. This is Beecher's hope. They also build a big barn next door, which isn't as important. Over the next few weeks, we help with a bit more bounty work, and John finally decides to write Abigail a letter, and it reads as follows: My darling Abigail, I hope you and Jack are doing well. I remain a fool and I'm sure I shall die a fool. Mm. And you can hear him going, oh, come on. Mm -hmm. But I'm trying very hard to be something like the man you deserve. I've done something very silly in an effort to impress you. (laughs) That is, I've purchased a home. The land you read about up in the newspaper, up at Beecher's Hope, is now ours. And we are gonna try our hand at ranching. Mr. Geddes helped me buy the land kindly. I met Uncle when I was coming out of the bank, and, well, I know your feelings about him. He has been enormously helpful in his own fashion. Charles Smith also appeared, and is unsurprisingly a pillar of strength. Together, we have built you a home. I hope soon to show it to you. I miss you and the boy, more than I can express. Please come back. Yours always, John. I am a sucker, like an absolute sucker for
0: men who don't know how to talk about their feelings, Mm -hmm. struggling to get to that place. I'm an absolute sucker for it. I think it's such a, a, just the the way they handle John in this epilogue. And to be fair, Neil has rightfully so skirted over a lot of epilogue one because nothing happens. It's working on a farm. But there's so much love and care given to the voice of John that A, distinguishes him from Arthur Mm -hmm. and B, really showcases Start to really love the that this guy's trying to live Arthur's dream, sort of thing, um, and, and do him
2: right. It's beautiful. One night, the boys all get drunk, the three of them, and celebrate
3: <laughs> uh,
2: with a little dance around the house. And they get wasted, and the next morning, Uncle's missing. Oh, no. Uh, Charles thinks that he's been taken by the local gang that we've been fighting, the Skinners. The skinners are almost as bad as the Murphy broods. Mm. Um, they like to skin people alive. Do you remember who the Murphy brood are, Chase? Yeah, the ones who had the girl in the cage. In the cage, in yeah. the woods,
0: people strung oh, up on them. Yeah, 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 really gross. Yeah, they chased yeah.
2: them
1: into the woods. The ones who I thought might be cannibals? Yes, yeah.
0: yes,
2: yes. They follow them. They may well have been
1: those the guys.
0: The skinners,
2: mm-hmm. probably more likely to be cannibals, I'd say, skinners. Um, they, they track him into the woods. And I've not got an image for this for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Uncle is alive. He is almost naked, tied over a fire so that it's sort of burning his back, like over a campfire.
0: Which in a game which wasn't this grim would be funny, but it is not. (laughs) It is very upsetting
2: to find him like that. We kill them and we bring him back and we rescue him. Some more time passes, some more missions happen, some more bounties, some more farm work.
1: It's a long-ass epilogue.
2: And one day, John is working on the farm with Charles. Um, and he sees two figures in the distance coming up with a dog behind them.
1: They got a doggo!
2: Really testing the peak on John. that mic.
0: Yeah.
2: John says, what the hell? And he runs over to them. It's Abigail and Jack.
0: Oh, with a doggo? Yeah, doggo! And he dog-o. runs past them and runs straight to the dog. Yeah, Abigail, yeah, yeah. you're here! <laughs> <laughs> You've gotten smaller since last time I saw you. Yeah,
3: yeah you been yeah, eating all right? Those aren't
0: good kisses. Give me the good stuff. <laughs> this isn't. I didn't think this would be a through line, but now it is.
1: I love how, in however many years it's been, Abigail has not changed her outfit. Mm hmm.
0: Mm. Uh, she's a couple. It's just that's a. It's the same blue blouse as when she left. Nah, just blues her
2: colour. Well, she's not been on for years they've probably been gone for months this is her travelling outfit um, and he runs over to them and says y- you you're he hugs her and he says I-, I I and Abigail says you always did have a way fine way with words and he turns to his son and says you doing alright son sure pop. can I go see the house no and Jack runs off to go and see the house he's still a bit off and Abigail says give him some time he will warm up it's quite a place you got here and John holds her and says it's yours And Abigail says, it's ours. You should go and see about that boy. (laughs) Over the next few weeks, John and Jack slowly warm up to each other, going fishing and talking about Uncle Arthur. It's clear that John struggles to talk about Arthur. He he, he really does. Um, David Geddes even stops off from the ranch to drop off some old furniture to help you decorate the house with. Good guy. I'm sorry, there's a decorating part of this epilogue. Uh, You don't have to. It just happens. One day, Sadie drops by to say hi. They're happy those te- these two reunite. Sadie with a new outfit, mm. leather jacket, leather hat. I dig it.
3: Yeah, Brands,
2: ribbon on it. Oh, yeah, shotgun shells on a bandolier. She's looking cool.
0: You're starting to get why I said like I mean we met her way back when when they rescued her in wintertime and her husband had died. A the lot, evolution of Sadie Sadie's is the, insane. Sadie's the
2: best.
0: Sadie's the best character.
2: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yes. I, I, my well, friend. actually, I think Arthur is the best written character because he is the most, but like... Dutch Sadie's is my favourite for, for obvious Dutch reasons. also yeah. is the most interesting, like, yeah. development. But, but Sadie like, is a real top tier. Yeah. So, one day, they need to go into town for supplies. And John suggests that while they're there, they do some fun. Leave Jack at home with Uncle. Abigail says, let's go. We haven't done this since. And John goes, forever? She goes, yeah, for a long time, a fucking time. You, we're not taking me anywhere. Uh-huh. Um, and he helps her up in the cart and says, "Milady," oh. and like lets her up in the cart. Milady, and she go- he literally that's how he speaks. He yeah. Milady, and he go- and she goes, "Oh, John." <laughs> and they go into town. And they buy a couple of things. She says, "I know your idea of fun, John Mars." he says, "I haven't had a drink in a long time. Um, well, presumably since a couple of weeks ago when uh, yeah, Uncle got joke. when yeah. Uncle yeah. got uh, skinned." <laughs> Um, (laughs) So, they do their errands, and once that's done, Abigail says, what would you like to do? He says, well, maybe we get our portrait took, for starters. Hmm. Portrait? Yeah, there's a seller in town. He takes photographs. So, Uh, where where, where are they for the the day? In Blackwater, because they're right around the corner, yeah. Wait, so this is, like,
0: the place they weren't allowed to go?
2: Yeah, yeah, I said earlier, yeah, they're, yeah. Um, And Abigail says, you want to stare at a portrait of yourself all day long? I hate to break it to you. You ain't that much to look at. Mm. And John says, no, I just want a picture of you and me, okay?" (laughs) She says, sure. Is there anything else you want? He says, I don't know. Let's just walk around and see where it takes us. As she goes into the shop um, to pick up her last few things, John pulls out of his satchel a picture of Arthur and Mary and the ring that uh, Arthur left behind for them. He looks over and sees a happy couple dancing and he smiles to himself. They go and get their portrait taken, uh, which you can do with like different backgrounds behind you. Uh, It's very sweet and you can pick what pose you're both in. And she says, you're acting kind of funny. And he says, well, I'm kind of funny. And she said, different kind of funny. He says, am I annoying you? She said, no, I, I like this version of you. It just doesn't seem like you. He says, well, maybe I've changed. They get their photo done. They go back out. They go to the theatre together to go and watch one of the moving picture shows which Abigail's never seen before in her life. It's the marvel of the age. They watch a show called Sketching for Sweetheart which you get to sit and watch. It's like a little five minute uh, animated frame by frame hand-drawn thing. I didn't realise that this would be the
0: thing that got me. Sorry.
2: Yeah, this one gets it's me. It's
0: just, it really get, it really does. Uh, so, sorry, listen, you can't see us. Um, I'm, te- I'm tearing up uh straight up tearing up uh, this is it's my favorite Ch- chase I, it's it's really difficult neil is doing his damnedest here to explain just like what this feels like but you you have experienced firsthand and you hated him for it the coldness of john the the the, the pure idiocy of a man that does not understand how to operate amongst uh, as a family man and it just it it is a it is a man that has learned and grown and continues to try to learn and grow embodied in one mission where you just you just you just you just,
2: you just, you just takes his misses out for a date and it's just it really is beautiful. Abigail says, yeah. once the show's over, we better get home. John says, we never get out. The farm will be fine. She says, the farm, I love hearing that
1: That's a fucking flag. I don't like
2: that farm's gonna be on fire when we get back. <laughs> I promise you the fire farm is not on fire when they get back. Does that make you feel better? <laughs> Nothing happens to the farm. Just this is just the nice. nice. <laughs>
0: enjoy the nice date. This game has you. not led
2: me to believe that we can enjoy nice things. That's totally Abigail, fair. Abigail totally Abigail says, fair. Abigail says the farm. I love hearing that. And John says, "Let's go down to the lake for a minute." She says the lake. He says sure.
0: I'm gonna push you in.
1: Sorry guys, oh, I, I I'm gonna have
2: to stop you. I need to get a tissue. I'm sorry.
0: I'm, that's, <laughs> I really I teared up playing this. And yeah, me being too. reminded all of it. It's it's stunning. It really is.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this epilogue's a sneaky one
0: because it also, and I'm I'm really glad that you kept Arthur
2: and Mary, their yeah. date way back because, because it's literally work. a parallel of this where they it didn't. works well. Yeah, because. because arthur didn't get away yeah and john has got away it's just stunning it really is sorry continue i love this good shit um he says let's go down to the lake and abigail says why you finally gonna drown yourself (laughs) john says in a manner of speaking i guess i am happily so she says you're acting real strange he says no i'm not come on she says you're a silly man jim martin a silly man and he says what what about jim milton and he said, she says, he's even worse. <laughs> they get in the boat. Oh. It's just like a stranger's boat. <laughs> they
3: just take it. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: Still he, a little I, bit of an outlaw in him. <laughs> they throw
2: it out. She said, like I said, mighty strange. He says, I like to row. She said, since when? You can hardly swim. He says, I don't plan on capsizing. Mm-hmm.
1: She says, He's like, it's fine. It's Red Dead 2. This ain't a previous <laughs>
3: Rockstar
2: game. <laughs> he, she says, I hope it don't got leaks or nothing. He says, she's seaworthy, relax, look around. Ain't it good? Ain't it pretty? And he goes, did you know that uh, back in the day, pirates, they didn't drink <laughs> rum.
0: <laughs> they drank brandy. And it wasn't until Disney that they started to say that it was rum the pirates drank, because rum was too expensive for a pirate back in the day, so it was all brandy. Brandy mixed with lemon and sugar. <laughs> you thought the pirate facts were done.
2: I thought they were at this bit. My, my, I've pal, been teasing your... you both for, like, th- Fifteen minutes building this up.
0: I've had my cry. I don't give a shit anymore. (laughs) No, they won't. They won't. They won't. No. Sorry. Continue. This is stunning. They're in the rowboat. John's rowing.
2: She says, "I hope it don't got no leaks or nothing." And he says, "She see where they relax. Look around you. Ain't it good? Ain't it pretty? Here's good." She said, "Here's what is it?" Marston says, "Will you?" And he gets down on one knee. "Will you marry me?" She, like, hits his shoulder and she goes, get up, I am married to you. And he says, no, proper. I mean, in front of God. She says, are you serious? He says, I've had this ring for a long time. Take it. He puts the ring on her finger. It's the same ring that Arthur never put on Mary's finger. She says, are you serious? And he says, it would make me very happy if you would. And she interrupts him and said, we've lived a lot of lives. And he says, let's just live this one from now on. You, me, Jack a family by law she's crying now and she says john I-, I didn't even know this mattered to you and he says it does now if you think this is, if this is dumb i'm so sorry and she says shut up and kiss me you silly man <sighs> they kiss and return to the farm the next morning john gets out of bed and kisses his wife tenderly before he goes out to see his son Chase was
0: rubbing his eye because there was something in it, but I'm taking that as a tear.
3: <laughs>
0: it's very much allergies, but I'll let you take it how you want. Uh, can I also just acknowledge that it's interesting contrast, I think, with Dutch, right? Where Dutch is a man of words. He's a man whose words are his power, his charisma. Yeah. And then to contrast it with how the game is ending... You've got John Marston, is, who is not a man of words, no. you know, and he is your hero. You're playing as him. You're, you're, yeah. you're doing, well, hero, you know, you don't have to play a hero in every game, but, but he is a hero, heroic figure. He's trying to be a heroic figure in this point um, and redeem and etc. etc. In contrast to Dutch, who has not achieved that as far as we're concerned at this point. Um, like we don't know anything about what Dutch is up to, but when last time we saw him, he was not a good guy. Man of words versus not a man of words, yeah. man of action.
2: That's what John I Markson love, is. Uh, I, lo- I love I uh, love like her look in her face when she's asking him if she's serious. Always mm-hmm. brings a tear to my eye. Um, are you ready for the final mission of the game?
0: Epilogue 3. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, would you like the final mission now, Chase?
1: Even redder dead. Even redder, even deader redemptioner. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this mission is called American Venom.
0: What? Good title.
2: Sadie rides into camp. I got a lead. One of his boys wanted for murdering a woman been seen drinking in strawberry. If we can get him, he'll lead us to Micah, but I gotta go now, are you coming? And Abigail says, he's not coming. He's not coming. And John says, I will. And Abigail says, no, that's your business. His business is here. And John says, all of this, all of this wouldn't have existed if it wasn't for Arthur, Sadie, all the folks that fell. If I let him go, this place ain't no more real than one of Jack's dragons. She says, I'm begging you. I'm begging you. And he says, I'm begging you to understand. This is, this is it. She says, please, desperately. I said, please, try. I ain't got no other choice. He turns to Uncle and says, keep an eye on the place. He comes out of the horse.
1: Uncle's still here? Yeah. yeah he is.
2: She's going to marry Uncle.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Abigail cries and says again, please. John says, let's go kill this son of a bitch. He, Charles and Sadie get their horses and set off. Who's the man that's waiting there? Cleet. Which is oh. the, the, one, one of the boys that, that Micah brought in.
0: One of the two little losers that he, like, m- injected into the gang. Charles yeah.
2: says, him? Oh, yeah, he'll talk. Sadie says, you're damn right he will. We owe this to Arthur. Charles says, do you really think Arthur cared about revenge? I'm not so sure. Especially not at the end. Sadie said he cared about stopping Micah. And that's what we're doing. They corner Cleet and Strawberry and threaten and beat him. There's a good kick. Oh, no, very but good, he yeah. enjoy that. And they threaten him until he reveals that Micah, now with his own gang, is hol- holed up on Mount Hagen.
1: What happened to Dutch?
2: Oh, Dutch left both of them. At the end of the game, they, in case I didn't... I apologize if I didn't make that clear enough. Dutch was there watching Arthur die on the floor. Um, uh, Micah pleaded with him, come on, Dutch, let's go. And he didn't choose either of them. He left. He ran away without a word to say. Oh. Yeah. Because he couldn't speak, had nothing, had no plan, had no game plan. Yeah, he turned off away from them. <laughs> oh, yeah, he didn't say, it, but fair enough, yes, chin chin, chin. yeah. <laughs> um, they get the information out of Cleet by putting a noose around his neck on the hangman's platform, and obviously we can choose whether or not to follow through with that. Uh, we're, we're not playing as. Whose idea is that? Is that Sadie's idea?
0: Probably.
1: I feel like she leads Probably. that,
2: right? Because she's been nothing
0: but vengeance the entire game.
1: She's right? the she's
2: personification Batman. of vengeance. Yeah. She's like the spirit of vengeance. She's the vengeance. She's the knight. Yeah. She's the so you might
1: say that she is American Venom. Hey, oh, Maybe. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Arguably, yeah. yeah. Our three heroes ride up the snows of the high mountains. This is very near where we started the, g- the, 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 the beginning of the game. One last job to do. They start to shoot their way up through the gang. It's a long fight and an even longer climb. Just to confirm who's in the crew. Just Sadie, John, and Charles. Charles is clipped with a shot and goes down. Oh. But he's alive. Okay. Sadie is stabbed in the stomach. Oh. She pulls out the knife and collapses. You never do that. Don't I never do that. You always I know. The knife terrible. On. Terrible. Yeah. They didn't have, like, TikTok PSAs when... when, <laughs> when <they were. laughs> yeah. She's bleeding heavily. They both tell, tell John that they're okay, and he leaves her with Charles and turns up the mountain to face Micah one last time. At a cabin at the edge of the cliff, we finally find Micah. Hello, Scarface. Did you miss me? Not much. Been a few years. How's that whore of yours? She's good. Didn't reckon I should waste my time killing you, but I felt different. So it seems. Maybe after all this is over, I'll go pay her a call. And the boy. Whatever you say out revolvers, start shooting at each other. John quickly hides behind the nearest crate. I got more men coming, John. You should run away. I look forward to meeting them. That's been my best, John, so far. By that the is way. a ten out of ten, John. Well done. That's how he actually sounds. That is exactly how he sounds. <laughs> <laughs> run while you can, John. It's your only hope. I'm just fine here. I'll make you rich, real rich. I got all the money from Blackwater, Well, most of it anyway. You want to be rich? Sounds good. Come and give it to me.
3: <laughs>
1: does John know that the money wasn't in Blackwater?
2: I don't think John gives a shit about uh, the money. Uh, John does John does because Abigail told him and he told Arthur. Mm. So presumably Mikey got it from back at the camp if he's saying he has it now.
0: But at this point, it's settled. Oh, I, I assumed he was just bullshitting.
2: Struggling with the pain of a stab wound, Sadie joins the firefight. Oh, what a legend. She f- as a classic Sadie move, third time I count, she flanks our baddie oh. and points her revolver at him. Come on out, Micah, she says. At least die like a man. She's clutching the wound too, like she's on oh, death's she's door. Like bleeding out. Oh, God. Micah says, Hellfire. It's just like old times. He raises his hands up, continuing to hold his revolvers. Sadie's holding on to like walls and stuff as mm. she's as she's she's very weak. She says, Turn around, start walking. You got me. Just like old times, huh? All manner of folks paying social calls.
3: <laughs>
2: Suddenly Dutch comes out of the lodge. Oh, there he is. He's well, hitting I'm two revolvers. In a fur
1: coat. Too. Why was he here? So he is with Micah then.
2: Well, all manner of people paint he Mike implies that he's only just met Dutch. This is a recent Oh, like,
0: that was never my reading. You've played this way more than me. I just assumed that Micah had in fact shacked up with Dutch.
2: But I think it's a recent sense. I think this is a recent thing. Dutch comes out the lodge. It's He's very holding, beardy now. Yeah. yeah. He's holding two revolvers. He turns to John. Hello son. Mrs. Adler. Been quite a while. Taking advantage of this surprise, Micah jumps on Sadie and takes her gun. Taking her hostage. Micah and Dutch both point the revolvers at John. He aims back at them, tension in the air. And at this point, you can kind of switch between them, your focus, and they'll Uh. both talk at you. You're sort of pointing your gun between both of them. Micah says, now, John, what were you saying? What are you doing here, Dutch? Dutch says, same as you, I suppose. Micah says, Dutch and I are going to team up once more. We got money now. We got dreams. Join us, John. Join us. John says let her go. I can't do that. He turns back to Dutch. Come on now Dutch. You shot at me son. Dutch says. You started it says John. You betrayed me. I could say the same to you. Dutch said I was trying my best. You just cared for yourself. I don't want to kill you John says Micah. John says Arthur saved my life more than once. Arthur's been dead a long time. This is a new century. Not to us that happened an hour ago. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like five, six hours at this point. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, I don't
2: know what day it is. John, <laughs> yeah. John, John tries to plead with Dutch one last time. Dutch, we all did our best for you. It ain't our fault things turned out the way they did. Killing me won't solve nothing. Micah screams, put your gun down, Marston. Say something, Dutch says John say something Dutch says I ain't got much to say anymore and he shoots Micah thank fuck rest in peace you bastard during while being shot he drops Sadie and we as John have the opportunity to shoot Micah about 12 times (laughs) we take that opportunity I know there's no choices here but we take that opportunity yeah 100%
3: in the
0: face
2: Micah laughs and he turns to Dutch and he says You shot me. You shot me pretty good. (laughs) Oh, there it is. And then we shoot him a bunch. And he kind of turns to walk away. He's like riddled with bullets. He turns and walks away and collapses dead.
1: Okay, but we're going to shoot
2: Dutch Dutch as well, right? Dutch walks past and John says, thank you. Dutch doesn't say a word and leaves. Why was he here? Well, he was maybe
0: going to to team up again. I mean, Dutch left and he had no gang, right? So maybe the idea was, well, look, the, the, you know, I don't know where John is. Arthur's dead. The only gunslinger I can rely on is Micah. And he's got a gang. He, I, you know, I've heard in the wind. That makes sense to me. I just always assume they left together, but yeah, I think your reading's they way better. Read yeah.
3: Together,
0: together. What do you mean? Uh, this is fantastic. I don't like what they've done with Dutch in the end. What do you mean? Explain. He's just,
1: there's no resolution with him. And I get that it's a prequel, so there doesn't need well, like, to be. Isn't it beautiful
2: that he... He's just not him anymore. He just doesn't have words anymore. He's a shell of what he was. He was his words. His own own beliefs led him down a path where he just didn't get any resolution. He was
0: also clearly so incapable of recruiting a brand new gang that he had to go back to the psychopath who had presumably bought people with money. You
2: know, it, like, yeah, Dutch. The, Dutch, has, Dutch has lost his powers. His powers are gone.
1: Fine, but like, why did why did he come back? He, he never actually admitted to doing. Like, he's still on his whole "you betrayed me" train, despite like that, which conflicts well, with said- that, that. conflicts with him
0: then shooting Micah. like. If you shot Micah, then clearly... No, he, no you yeah, can be sick of someone's shit and also be like, also like, I got no It's mind.
2: also as close as you'll ever get to an admission from Dutch that he he chose wrong.
0: Yes. Um, he should have saved Arthur when he had the chance, regardless of Arthur being on death's door. There are numerous points where Dutch made the... Uh, numerous points in Red Dead 2 where Dutch made the wrong decision. But the big one is at the end, siding with Micah. Uh, sorry, not, not siding, but not saving Arthur. Not
1: okay, but even if he regrets that, he's still acting like... John and Arthur were in the wrong at the end well, let's, well he's, he's I've got, got one crime. last
2: I've got one last little thing for you here Look, one last thing as Dutch leaves Sadie says there's money there's money in the cabin and we go in It's the money from Blackwater from the start of the game they go and pick it up and Sadie Adler says hurry up I've got a wedding I want to go to they well, reunite with the family on the farm I
0: don't know <laughs> does
2: Abigail still want that wedding after this mm, well yeah he did, he did like run away from her when she begged him not to they go back to the farm, and she embraces her husband in tears. Oh. roll credits during the credits we see shot We see shots of the happy beginning of the Marston family's life. new life together. We see Mr. Pearson working in a store in a town somewhere, apparently happy. We see Mrs. Downs and her son boarding a steamer ship. We see Sadie recuperating at the farm and then leaving. We see Arthur's overgrown grave with inscriptions. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Mm. Mary visits Arthur's grave and weeps. Oh, Don, John teaches his son how to raise his horse, while two Pinkertons watch from a hill with binoculars. The old chief rains falls, looks out over the plain from atop a high mountain, cuts black. There's so much in that.
0: And Chase's face while you were reading it looked so uncertain, confused and dissatisfied shockingly.
1: Again, I feel like I, I, I think that ultimately a lot of my dissatisfaction is coming from the fact that we did Red Dead 2 first. Because I think that a lot of the things that I'm dissatisfied with are going to get resolved in Red Dead 1 if this is a proper prequel.
0: I, I'm not saying I think I'm the narrator. I, so I'm not the narrator. What I would say is when Neil came to me and he said, Can I do Red Dead 2 first? My immediate response was, no, because them's the rules. And then Neil went, it doesn't make sense to to do this justice to start with Red Dead 1 because Chase won't give a shit and it won't be until the end of Red Dead 2 that Chase gives a shit if we do it in that order. Which means you've got, I mean, we're now looking at a two-parter plus Red Dead 1. And it was like, so you're looking at 12 hours minimum of Chase going, I don't care. What's happening? Who are these people? Because, and what I will point out, and I'm, I'm not giving anything away, don't oh, yeah, worry. Yeah. Red Dead 1 is a cowboy f- power fantasy with an interesting story. Red Dead 2 is a fantastic story where the cowboy fantasy is not the focus. But that was the point of Red Dead Redemption, right? There's a great story uh, in there. I think you're downplaying one a little bit. I don't want to downplay it, you're right. But th- th- to compare them, uh, Red Dead 2 is I my story. my own um, th- <clears throat> thing...
1: Sure, I can consider Dutch resolved at this point. I, I'm sure he'll show up in Red Dead
0: 1, but I don't need him to. It's mainly that Pinkertons are the binoculars. I hate that. No, because the Pinkertons are here ready to crush the Wild West. And that's what happens in the end. All cowboys were either turned or killed. Sure, but they've already turned. hmm
2: so why are the Pinkertons still watching them? No, because John hasn't... Ne- John never paid for his crimes. And there's members of the gang that presumably he's got his, away. He's been living his Milton. He never... Yeah. Marston never paid for his crimes.
0: What happened to Bill? Where's Javier? I'm not saying these are things that are resolved, but the Pinkertons are there and, and they're keeping an eye on the cowboy way of life. You know? You're either dead or you work for us. That's the way the Pinkertons work because they're scum and they're evil. And I will not stop that bandwagon. <laughs> I promise that. <laughs> no, You've got two I, games yeah. left to go. Institutionally evil. Um but yeah, no, Red Dead 2. Give us rate 10. it out rate the story out of ten. Seven. Oh,
2: that's, that's decent. I'll take a seven. I will take,
0: I will take a nice high seven. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean
1: well I gone. like I, 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 I no. feel I feel like I've I've given off that I don't like the story. And that's not true. I did okay. I did really enjoy the story. There's just a lot of moments in the resolutions at the end that I don't like I, it's not even that I don't like the ending, because I
2: like the ending. It's just there's a lot of Loose threads. So, John can meet a number of people afterwards. Mm. And maybe I'll show you a couple of these scenes. Mm. Um, he can meet the girls. He can meet Tilly. He can meet Mary Beth. Um, you know, um, some, someone's getting married. Someone's become a successful author. And they're quite happy little stings, actually. I maybe should have included more of them. The The most impactful one is he meets Raines Falls, who is waiting on a train to go out to Canada. Because he's oh. done. He's done. His family's dead, everyone's dead, he's done. And they talk about a man called Arthur Morgan that helped him years ago. Um, and, and some of the side quests, actually, just while we're on this,
0: while we're wrapping up, some of, there are certain side quests, I don't remember any exa- particular examples, but where Arthur might help someone oh, um, yeah. so, and they will meet John and go, yeah, this guy
2: like helped me years ago. Oh, God, I, my, my favourite one, I missed out. This was so rubbish about games this long. I So there's a point where where um, Arthur... When they're up at uh, um, Roanoke in the really horrible but even north of Roanoke, he finds a woman on her own, like in a nice dress in the rain, starving. And she's like, me and my husband moved out here from the city. We're both like big city folk. We've got no idea what we're doing. He's just died. Like we've been here like a week and he's just died because this place is like a hellhole. I need to get away. I don't know what I'm doing. And over the course of a couple of missions, uh, Arthur teaches her to shoot and teach her how to hunt, and there's, like, this really sweet thing where they're both in a different way, kind of widowers, um, and then later on, uh, a few years later, you can go back as, as John, and she's built a house, and she's now in all this, like, rugged hunter gear, and she, like, has this whole, like, so, yeah, you, you get all these points where, like, John can realise how much Arthur helped people, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. um, Arthur left a stamp on the world. Again, to go back to my theme of, like, actions, not words. You know, Arthur also had fantastic words, but he was a man of action, especially in his final the final chapters. He left a stamp on the world that, as John, as another man of action, you can go back and you can return to, and you can witness the the legacy in play. It's really, really stunning stuff. Like, I think it it will break my heart a little bit, I think, if Red Dead Redemption 2 is lost a time, which I don't think it will be because it is rightfully you know, loved. But there's a lot of people that claim it's, you know, it's, it's overhyped and all that sort of thing. I don't think it is. I think it's the perfect right amount. Just the game is a lot. It is a lot. You, you've you just sat through eight hours of And alcohol. I cut out yeah. so much stuff. So much stuff. For the sake of time. Uh, like, the game is huge. The game's detail is huge. The hunting mechanics, and we are wrapping up now, the hunting mechanics, you kill something and you skin it and that is a lengthy animation every time, Right.
2: It's like, and then Pearson, and then Pearson the needs off. needs you to donate food to the camp. So you take the carcass back to the camp, mm. and you can take the skin, and you can make a new. And you're walking like, slowly
0: right. with it on your shoulder, and getting it on your horse. Like you are living a cowboy fantasy. There is this the simu fantasy might not be the right word, but you're yeah. you are. It's a it's a it's a, uh, a simulation simulation, simulation. life cowboy cowboy simulation. It's a fascinating video game. Red Dead Redemption One has elements of that, not to this depth, not even oh, no, close. No.
1: I'm I'm struggling to imagine, especially if what you're saying is it's even more cowboy power fantasy in ended one.
2: I don't want to oversell that. You're
0: the narrator here, and I, that's not
2: fair. How? It's not the gameplay. The like set pieces. I wouldn't like, say anymore.
1: This fe- this truly okay. feels like this is the end of the era of cowboys. Mm. So how are there going to be even more cowboys in the next game? Sweet. I would love to see a game with Sadie as the lead, though.
0: Okay so you and quite literally everybody else who likes this game uh, so Red Dead so uh, Rockstar have been we've been begging Rockstar for story DLC where you play as Sadie and you do some bounty hunting and she does some others The stuff, last you know? time
2: they ever the last time they released story based DLC was Red Dead 1 nothing they've done since because they released GTA 5 and they said there's going to be story DLC because they're always really good at that and then and then then GTA Online became the biggest game of all time and it still is and they went oh no now all our efforts into the online shit and it's like oh okay so Red Dead again there was kind of hints that like we're going to just like give us like eight hours of playing as Sadie, man. Yeah. Like, you don't even need to do that much.
0: Just do a couple of interesting bounty hunts that, that maybe evolve into a slightly larger thing that she shoots them up at the end or whatever. Like, do whatever you want with it, but it doesn't need to be a whole thing. We have not gotten that. We want it. Everybody wants it. You're absolutely right. Fuck the DLC. It'll
1: be a whole yeah. game.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I would also play that. Bounty Red, Dead, Red Dead
1: 3, starring Sadie.
0: Yeah. Well, my theory um, is... No, 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 we'll talk about Red Dead 3 theories after we finish. I don't want to, yeah, when when we finish up the whole thing uh, because it's your series and it's your thing. How do you feel, Neil, considering A, this is your first time in the chair and B, for full context, everybody, we started at 9.30 and we have just done Red Dead 2 in one day. Normally we'll do at least two games in a day, (laughs) but this has been a two-parter for a reason. How do you feel? Tired. This is, <laughs> this is structured like a TV series. It's, it's seasons. Each chapter is a season. It's a Ulyssian it's epic. Just Yellowstone. It is the biggest
2: game we've ever covered. Yeah. Quite it's literally. Kind of weird. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm feeling good. I'm really glad with how we, we, we landed on the end. Mm. And I'm excited for tomorrow to see how. Me too. How we pick up with the original, the OG.
0: So uh, before we finish up, here's a little tease for what you're in for in the next episode. What did you think of that tease? Was that
2: a cowboy? Uh, maybe
0: that was a. It was a cow poke. Cow poke. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So uh, we will wrap up there because it's very late and we're very hungry. Um, and we will see you in the next one. Bye-bye. Bye
3: bye. Bye.